about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome to Creek Talk. This is Steven. I'm Jamie. And this week we are breaking down episode 11 of Dawson's Creek called The Scare. <laughs> was it scary, Jamie? <laughs> I loved it. Honestly, when I was when I was watching this, I couldn't really remember the episode. Like I remember the finger thing, which we'll get to, but it was pretty much like I was watching this episode for the first time, which was great. Yeah, it was um I I didn't remember a lot of it like all of these episodes. Um but it was I and when I watched it again, I I remember this re- like really liking this episode. I like that it was like a riff on Scream and they had all these um, references to, to the movie and Kevin Williamson and all that stuff. So I, I really like that part of it. Um, but we also have our very first guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Becky. Nice to meet everybody. <laughs> This is very Becky. exciting, you guys. <laughs> yeah, this is so exciting. Becky is a friend of ours. We all know each other from work. And I thought it would be fun to bring somebody on as, you know, see how that goes. <laughs> well, I'm very excited. Oh, good. I'm glad. We're happy to have you. <laughs> yeah, I'm thank so you, excited. Thank you, thank you. I've been excited, like, since I asked if you wanted to do it. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so fun because... You know, you told me that you're just starting to watch the show again. Or you, is this like your first time watching it? It's not my first time watching it, like in general. It's my first time kind of, not maybe my first time rewatching it. It's like my first time rewatching it in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> like I think they, I think probably like five or six years ago, I probably binge watched it. But now I'm binge watching it again. Good. Yeah, that's like what Jamie did. But I think you just watched it for the first time, right? Yeah. This is my second time actually watching the episodes. So it's like new. <laughs> yeah, this is like my millionth time watching it. And I don't remember any of it. <laughs> this is also my millionth time watching it. And why I'm so excited about this particular episode is because, first of all, I remember watching Dawson's Creek at a very young age. I mean, this show came out when I was a little too young to watch it, but I had older, <laughs> older siblings. Um, but I remember it being advertised on TV and it was like so overhyped and it was like, I don't know, all the promotional like commercials that went into it. And it was like this scare, like it was, I don't know, just so heavily advertised. And I remember my siblings and I recorded this episode on a VHS tape oh, I so love we it. can watch it again. So like This has just been a good episode for me like this is just always something that I really liked and then when I rewatched it again to prepare for today's podcast it was kind of like oh, I just love it it's just so I don't know I'm we're gonna get into it but it's a lot of cheesy stuff I love yeah. it oh yeah exactly <laughs> yeah when when I asked you if you wanted to be on the show you um you specifically said can I do the scare episode <laughs> I said oh yeah that'll be good I- I don't know why I just always gravitate towards this episode. I mean, I just always like spinoffs and like those special type episodes to begin with. But this one, I think it's because I knew I had it on a VHS tape that I recorded off of Channel 17 or 20 yeah. or whatever it came on. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was the WB. Yeah, so 17. Yeah, because I remember watching it back in the yeah, day. Yeah, it was too, like, and... bef- it was before cable. So it was yeah. whatever the actual network station was. That's why I said 17 or 29, whatever it was. Oh, that's so funny. I like that you have like... We're dating ourselves. <laughs> well, I'm older than both of you. So it's hilarious. I, <laughs> I was like of but age it's to watch really it. Funny. You were like eight. <laughs> I was like, I sure was like very I... young to watch this show. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Me too. That's probably why I didn't watch it. Although when I was eight years old, I was probably still watching Buffy, which made no sense because Buffy is even more adult than Dawson's. But I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, they were on they were on together. So um, I always remember that. So I would like I would watch Buffy. And then when I heard Dawson's Creek was starting, I got so excited for that because everybody knows this because I already talked about it because of Kevin Williamson creating the show. And this whole episode is based on Kevin Williamson's Scream film. And it's very campy. Like after rewatching it yesterday, I, I said, well, wow, I never noticed how like campy and like you even said it's cheesy. And the way yeah. like when we get when we get into it, it. Yeah, it's, it's a really good episode. But there's like things in it that you're um you're like, oh, it's so silly. But it is a it is a really good episode because it's sort of like a, it's almost like a standalone episode from the rest of the storylines going on. Uh, through the whole first season and there's also little things here and there with like jen and dawson and joey and dawson and pacey like just torturing (laughs) torturing joey but yeah it is one of their um one of the better episodes of the first season but i i love the first season it's my favorite of all of them and people think that's crazy (laughs) because they love the joey (laughs) pacey episodes but we're not there yet but um (laughs) Um, but before we get into uh, the episode, let's just do a little catch up. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Becky? Um, well, I mean, I don't really have much to catch up on. Nobody really knows me. So, um, Anything exciting happens to you? <laughs> um, no, I mean, you guys know I live a very boring life with my two cats. And... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's all of us, right? <laughs> we all live yeah. with our pets. <laughs> <laughs> just working every day. We all day. have cats and <laughs> we just like to watching Dawson's Creek. <laughs> watching right. Dawson's exactly. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, on Sunday I went to um the Halloween store and spent so much money that I didn't need to spend. But uh right over where the Halloween store was, there was a Barnes and Noble. So I went in and I saw the Busy Phillips book. And if you know Busy Phillips, she played Busy. Audrey in the later seasons. Yeah. I love Busy. So um, I went right to the chapter of when she was in Dawson's Creek and she started talking about the behind the scenes stuff and how like the, the actors like James Vanderbeek and Joshua Jackson didn't really get along and how Katie Holmes wasn't very, um, she was friendly, but she wasn't like very like, like they weren't. They weren't friends like she was friendly, but she wasn't they weren't friends. And she talked about how like her and Michelle Williams became like super close and just a lot of behind the scenes stuff with the production. And it made me so depressed when I read it. <laughs> like I love behind the scenes stuff with shows and stuff that I, that I love. But like growing up watching the show, I never heard any of that stuff. I just found out Katie Holmes smokes. <laughs> you know, that destroyed me. Like you both know how I think smoking is disgusting. And I saw like things with her on Google where she, her and, and Joshua Jackson are all smoking. And um, so when I read all this stuff about Busy Phillips, I was like, well, that was her perception. Maybe they were just ready to like end the show because she came in towards the end and maybe they were just, just going to work. 
I mean, we know what it's like at work when, you know, you're just doing your job and like, you don't necessarily like talk to everybody. You see people pass by and like, you're not like best friends with everybody, but like in my head, I was like, no, they all love each other. They all get along and that type of thing. So it made me like really sad when I read it and it kind of made me not like busy Phillips a little bit, but I can't, I can't like not like her. Cause that was her experience working on the show, you know? Um, but then I started watching that reunion that they did. I watched it last night that they did for People Magazine. And it was like an hour long and they started, they were all together in one room. And then it like, it made me like happy again. Cause I've been so immersed in this fucking show <laughs> for this podcast. Wait, 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 there's a reunion? Yeah, it's, it's on YouTube. I'll send it to you. Thank you. Yeah, they did like a special episode or um, they did like a special edition of Entertainment Weekly uh, where they all did like special covers and then the whole group did a cover and then they had this whole hour special on it was like people extra or something I don't know but it's all on YouTube but they were like talking about their experience and you know it was sweet and it it kind of distracted me from the busy Phillips stuff but I don't know why it messed messed my head up a little bit because I have this whole idea about this show and these characters and these actors and I know they're they're not real people like I'm not stupid but I have this whole idea of like what what happened because of the show and hearing all this behind the scenes stuff I did not like it I was like this is throwing me off it's such a silly thing to be like bothered by but it really um, is like, you, you, have this, you have this idea in your head of how yeah. they are and then you know reality of it is it's it's not real you know right, it's right. it's just like me sitting there going to a movie like watching a movie or a tv show and me like no that doesn't make any sense and then somebody <laughs> next to you going it's just a movie jamie I know. <laughs> you know so I, I totally get it though because it always surprises me when you find out about some like interesting or bizarre information on like one of your favorite actors or actresses and you're like i didn't see that coming you yeah. know so i get it, it was, i think it was more upset that she that katie holmes is a smoker <laughs> I was so turned off by it. And I love Katie Holmes. Cigarettes are bad, okay? Jamie's, Jamie's you know, what what do we call it? My, 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 your PSAs. My public public service announcement. Cigarettes are bad. Jamie does a PSA. (laughs) But yeah, that was my thing. I don't know. It was, it's only Tuesday. Nothing like, like special has happened. I had my niece over the weekend and we had fun watching like dumb movies all weekend. So that was, that was fun. And we were watching this show on uh, Discovery Plus. I did a like trial thing for it. And there's a show called Destination Fear where they, they go and like stay in these like abandoned places. It's really Uh, creepy. Yeah, I watch that all the time. I think they're on the Travel Channel. Yeah. Yeah. It's on this Destination or Discovery thing too. Discovery. Yeah. Yeah. No, we were into that. That was fun. I was like, it's getting me ready for like spooky season. Spooky season. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that was me. Uh, so for me, uh, Sunday was today, right? Today's the 21st. I mm-hmm. don't even know. Right. So Sunday was Terry's 32nd birthday. We went to Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, wow. Which is cool. I haven't been to Baltimore in a really, like, it's been a long time. So his brother lives in Maryland. Uh, so we went and crashed there. We went to a couple of bars and, and stuff. And it was, it was pretty cool. Um, so that was a nice way to like celebrate his birthday. And because of yeah. the pandemic, it was just nice to be out. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just nice to get outside uh, instead of being a homebody. Um, I have a vacation starting tomorrow, which I'm really excited. You know, we're going glamping. And, oh, you're uh, going glamping again? 
I, that's all we do is go glamping. Oh. If I'm not glamping, it's a staycation and I don't go anywhere. So that's exciting. Yeah. And then this what time, is glamping. So glamping is like glamour camping, I guess you could say. We okay. don't camp with like um like a tent or anything like that. We actually are like it's not an RV, it's like a trailer. I guess not a trailer. I guess like a trailer. Like a I don't what are they called? I'm drawing a blank. I, I've been on. I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've been. I thought that's what you were referring to, but I never heard the term. That's why I was like confirming. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's great. <laughs> Thank you so much for asking. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, we've got electricity and um, all of that good stuff. We got like a kitchen and beds and a bathroom, so I don't have to, you know, use public or use go to the bathroom in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> or a bucket exactly with a, a tent, you know, or some blankets <laughs> holding up, blocking it from anybody else that's around. Um, so it's, it's really nice and it's nice to kind of get away this time. We're going to be in Jersey and somewhere on the beach side, but I don't think we're going to be, we're going to be close to like the shore, but not at the shore. I think we'll still be in the woods, which is where I prefer to be anyways. Um, and then, oh, I won my first giveaway, which was exciting on my bookstagram. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I never went. I never win anything. So <laughs> when I got an alert saying that, you know, hey, you won, pick your book. I was like, I get a book. I'm so excited. Everybody knows I love books by now. So <laughs> it, was, it was pretty much the highlight of my entire month. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you get to pick whatever book that like, what was the option? Well, uh, I don't have the options in front of me. I think it was like an option of like five or six different books. The giveaway terms had to do with the person who was supplying it or giving the books away uh, Um, were like the top of that said person's like favorite books of all time. So I got to pick one of those. Um, Did you already already own all the other books? (laughs) Actually, it was really impressive. So two of them were on my TBR, like my TB Red pile, my TBR pile. Mm -hmm. Um, So those were the ones that I picked. The other ones I actually never heard of before. So it was really interesting to, uh, you know, kind of look them up and see what they were about to try to make a decision on which book I wanted wanted to receive. Um, But I ended up going with one that I've had on my list for a while. So now I finally get to receive it and read it so I'm excited that's exciting well happy birthday Terry yeah congratulations on your book yeah (laughs) and we're very excited that you're uh joining us Becky so this is going to be so fun I'm excited I'm excited too me too all right well let's just get into it What's everybody drinking? I have a Red Bull. Does anybody have a drink? I have a water (laughs) I have a Mike's Becky I'm I'm surprised at you (laughs) It's a hard cranberry. Yeah, me and Jamie drink the same things every week. <laughs> Usually. Ooh, if it's not this, it's water. Good. They're good. It's a it's like juice. It's dangerous. <laughs> like and it's got a lot of sugar in it. So if I'm not careful, I'll end up with a headache before this thing's over. So no, no. <laughs> that's the only downfall. But they would just give me heartburn. Or... They would just give me um, heartburn all night. These are good though. The one time I would drink like two of them when we were doing this, and I probably started getting a little loopy towards the the end. I don't drink very often. I literally only drink when we do this. <laughs> do you need the alcohol to get through it? Oh no, I don't. It just I feel like it makes it more fun for me. And probably fun for our listeners too. Because I'm sure they're probably like, this girl's crazy. And I'm like, it's all right. No, you sound, when I listen back to you, sound so normal compared to me. I'm like screaming normal. and like getting angry all the time. Well, okay. And you're like, come back, Steven, come back. You, you get uh, very passionate. 
I do. You I get passionate. It. <laughs> it's okay to be passionate. <laughs> I get passionate too about Pacey and books. <laughs> you just get passionate about other things, but we get yeah. past that. <laughs> I get very triggered by things on this show. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it. It's episode 11. It aired May 5th, 1998, directed by Rodman Flender and written by Kevin Williamson and Mike White. So we open on Joey and Dawson in bed, per usual, and they're watching <laughs> I Know What You Did Last Summer, starring Sarah Michelle Gellar, right. a.k.a. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Listen, so when that scene opened up, now, we've talked about this before, we know I'm not really a slasher film person i don't like slasher movies i'd rather watch paranormal stuff and you know things that aren't uh as realistic not like a killer coming at you right like not like an actual tangible person coming at me with a knife you know so um when that scene came on and i saw sarah was like i know what you did last summer and i know i'm pretty sure i've never even actually watched the movie (laughs) you've never seen it oh my god i don't know i might have maybe i've only seen bits and pieces but i i tell i'm telling you when i say i don't like slasher movies i mean i really try not to watch them although i did watch um fear streets 1994 Oh. And that was great. And I'm going to watch the next one soon, hopefully, on Netflix. Um, yeah, let me know what you think of the second one. Flasherish, kind of, but I liked it. You know, the whole scene with the meat. Yeah, the thing bread, the the bread slicer. Whatever that slicer. Oh, dude, it was nuts. It was great. Um, yeah, I thought those movies were but, really good. Yeah, um, but, but I was really excited because I wrote that down and then I put a question mark next to it. I'm like, I think it's I know what you did last summer, but I'm so yeah. And he even has the poster in his room. And I thought it was also a nice nod to Kevin Williamson because he wrote the film. Right. You know, and um, I actually saw the movie in the theaters when I was in high school. I remember seeing it on a Friday night with friends from school. And I remember seeing it and being like so excited because like I knew it was from the guy who created Scream. And um, it starred Sarah Michelle Gellar and, you know, all these like teen heartthrobs that I used to like be obsessed with. And I remember watching it and just being, it was like a Friday night after a football game uh, and like a crowded theater with like your high school, like everybody from high school was there. It was just a really, one of those like good movie experiences. You know what I mean? I loved it. So did I know, did I know what you did last summer come out as the same year as this episode? Um, no. Like when they're watching they're watching it in bed. You said this episode came out in what year? 1998. And when did I know what you did? I know what you did last summer come out. That was 97, right? Probably 97, yeah. It came out around the time Scream. Like Scream came out and then I know what you did last summer came out. So like around that time, I remember. 97. 97 for I know what you did last summer. Yeah, it's like weird fucking things in my brain that I should not remember. <laughs> No, it's great that you do, though. Oh, my God. Freddie Prince Jr. was in it. Yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Ryan Philippe. That's it. I'm going to watch this movie. Yeah. It's like. (laughs) I don't even know who lives and who dies and who's crazy. I won't tell you, but you have to go watch it. So, yeah, they're watching the movie. Oh, and we also see the screen poster behind Dawson's Mm -hmm. bed. And so Joey's like clearly terrified by the movie. She says the movie sucks and he's like loving it that she's getting so scared. And he calls her a wuss and then she calls him a rat. <laughs> that was funny. They start turning. Which keys uh, into the cheesiness of this. Episode. 
yeah, their constant wrestling and stuff, like which is what she's about to do. They start fighting over the remote. Like they're they were like extra like, touchy and feely this episode, if you notice, you know. Yes. Yeah, they end up rolling on the floor. It's yeah, it's crazy. A, a couple times. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> Dawson tells her that, you know, the movie doesn't suck, that it rules. And Joey tells him that she doesn't like watching these stupid horror movies loaded with cheese whiz. So there's our, like, cheesy. <laughs> Dawson tells her he figured in honor of Friday the 13th tomorrow, they'd have a horror movie marathon. And Joey tells him, it's tired, Dawson. Just like these movies, you have this fascination with the dark side. You enjoy scaring people, in particular me. And he just says, I love the adrenaline rush. Besides, the horror films provide positive examples of ordinary people overcoming their worst fears and conquering evil. And she tells them basically just save it for film class. I liked that she was saying all this dialogue because it reminded me of Nev Campbell from Scream. Um, It's sort of like related back to that scene where she's on the phone. Have you guys seen Scream? I'm sure you've seen Scream. I've seen this, but I'm trying to... I'm trying to remember <laughs> oh scary movie <laughs> i just watched the spoofs because uh, they're funny <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the the original with nev campbell where she's on the phone and she's she thinks she's talking to randy and she's like it's all the same some stupid killer stalking some big breasted girl who can't act so he's running up the front stairs oh towards the end when they're at the health party no it's like right towards it's like in the beginning it's like the first time she gets attacked by by the ghost face she's home by herself she thinks randy's calling her. oh yeah wearing yeah, the yeah, blue co- like the blue sweatshirt but um you remember it, her sweatshirt i've seen that movie it's my favorite fucking movie i've seen it a million times i'm not kidding uh, i'll be all right so when i was watching this and you know you kind of get that whole scream vibe thing going on i'm honestly surprised that that wasn't the movie they were watching in the opening well i don't think that they so this is like i'm gonna be like a nerd right now but they they only chose i know what you did last summer because it's the same company that produced dawson's creek columbia tristar yeah i guess that makes and sense scream was a miramax owned film so they didn't have like the rights i guess to do it but um i just don't know why i know this no these are great things though that's like who doesn't love knowing random facts that nobody else probably knows, you know? Yeah, but I, I should awful. know other things, like more important things like about the world. <laughs> this is important things, Stephen. <laughs> oh my God. This is important things for the Dawson Creek universe. Oh, it's okay? Im- yeah, it's important for us, <laughs> for this right now. And that's all that matters right now. <laughs> um, so Joey says, save it for film class. These movies are unnecessarily violent and exploiting and completely pointless to society. And he calls her a prude. So she goes to turn off the movie and we hear the news in the background. So she says she doesn't need to watch some guy in a mask slice up a bunch of girls. The world is already a scary place. And then we hear the newscaster talk about the lady killer and how he struck again and they found the body of an 18 year old girl in Boston and they believe it's the fifth victim. So they're bringing in this like storyline with this lady killer character who um, we assume is going to maybe show up in Cape Side. I don't know. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Setting the plot for the horror of what the episode will be. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Joey's just says, see what I mean? Case in point. Why do we need to have these horror movies to remind us of how sick and demented the world really is? And Dawson just tells her she is 
just all talk and that she's a grade A 100% scaredy cat wuss. And then she tells them to chew on ice. I was like, I've never heard that comeback before. I thought it was so silly. <laughs> she's like, chew on ice. <laughs> um, so Joey turns on Jerry Maguire. Show um, me the money. That was another movie I recognized <laughs> instantly. I was so excited. <laughs> um, well, I thought it was also funny because she ended up marrying Tom Cruise in the future. Um, yeah, we don't talk oh, about I never thought of that. That's funny. I didn't. Yeah, that was a weird. Together. That was a weird time. <laughs> that, that's when my love for Katie Holmes started like just depleting. I don't. We all just kind of went. <laughs> what is what is you doing, lady? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get any of that. Um, so we see her just like watching we see her just watching the movie and the camera just sort of pans out and Dawson's gone which is hilarious because like she would have totally like noticed that he disappeared so it goes into (laughs) the whole like campiness of the episode and um so she starts to freak out and she's like you know you're not scaring me Dawson like you're you're not um I know what you're doing I know what you're doing and she goes to look over the side of the bed and he just pops out from under the bed wearing this like almost Jason mask with the flashlight. It was kind of funny. I mean, you know, I find it impressive because I mean, I don't know how your guys' beds are set up or anybody's beds, but I can't fit under mine. And I mean, Oh, I can't either. I'm not like, (laughs) I'm not tiny person, but I'm not like a big person, but I don't know if it's because I'm womanly shaped or, <laughs> or what the deal is, but what kind of stilts is his bed sitting on that he could just slide in and out of, you know, from under the bed, like, boo, you know, I got you. Hey, he had like a, he had a, he, he also had one of those things that you use under cars and people are fixing cars. That's all I could think <laughs> of. Like, he just like rolled out. He's rolling things. <laughs> What on earth a is dolly. He had a dolly. sitting on? Yeah, yeah, right? The Yeah, oh my God. I was like, oh, he slid out really easily. But yeah, she's like, you know, like you didn't scare me, whatever. So this is when they start fighting and she like rolls onto the floor. And I was like, wow, they're fighting again. Like they're, it's ever since the beginning, the very first episode where they're like wrestling on his bed. I was like, they're just getting their hormones all worked up all over again. <laughs> Like, Every how time. Is, how is Dawson? It leads nowhere. <laughs> how are they not like making out all the time? I don't understand. Um, so that's when we uh, cut to the opening credits with Paula Cole's original theme song. And now we're at Capeside High. We hear the song Nobody Cares by Vaporhead playing. Pacey and Dawson are walking down the hall together. They're going to their lockers. Uh, Pacey asks him what his evil plan is for the night since it's Friday the 13th, his favorite night of the year. And he mentions that his parents are out of town. And Pacey asks him what is what movie villain he's going to go as. And I was like, for what? For Friday the 13th? Is it, is it, is it fun Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, he gets dressed up for Friday the 13th. So Dawson tells him like nothing's going to happen that this year. He's done with the whole life imitating movies thing. And he tells oh, he's him he's there. tired of being disappointed. Like when he started dating Jen, he thought it was going to be this big epic romance, but it just ended. And Pacey asks if he's really going to waste the evening considering there's a serial killer on the loose. And Dawson just says no. And um, this is when Pacey opens up his locker and the like, whatever you want to call it, the like Halloween like decoration. The Halloween prop. Yeah. Just yeah, like the, the prank falls out, out, out of his desk. I honestly, I really love that this happens all throughout the episode that he just is so really like he's so sneaky about committed to it. all of his friends. He's so <laughs> good. Like he has apparently he's got Pacey's locker combination. Like yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, that's pretty cool. I don't think I've ever given any of my friends my locker combinations ever. So, uh, you know, we just did the whole fold up your note and tuck it through the vents, you know, and just... <laughs> You'd find it when you Nobody ever it. used my locker. I remember my older sister did because she had a class like right near my locker. And then I remember she like hid cigarettes in the top part of my locker and I saw them. And I remember being so mad at her. I was like, Chrissy, get these out of my locker. I don't want people thinking I smoke. And she was like, you need to chill out. <laughs> I always remember that. <laughs> um, oh, and then I was like, oh, it also must have got to school like really early to put this prop in Pacey's right? locker. <laughs> He is planned. He's got it plotted out. He knows exactly what he's doing and when he's doing it. (laughs) Yeah. He, like I said, he's very committed, but yeah, Pacey's freaked out by this prank and uh, Dawson just calls him a sucker, which is pretty funny. I like that they're like, like friendly again, like, cause I feel like there's, there was like weird tension with them the past couple episodes, but um, yeah, like I, like I said before, I like that this is sort of like a standalone episode. So a lot of the nonsense that was happening up until now yeah, sort of like, like pushed to the side. Unrelated yeah. to the previous episodes, yeah. Yeah. Well, except for, except for Jen. So, um, speaking of Jen, um, we see her uh, get going to class. She's wearing a very red sweater. It was very like prominent to me when I saw her. <laughs> <laughs> well, because um, she wears it the whole episode. Well, yeah. She wears, she wears the red sweater halfway through and then during the whole scene through the house. But then she gets changed to like a pink type sweater towards the end where she's at Dawson's party. So she's wearing like, but they're like the same style of shirt almost. It's just a different shade. I think you, oh, I thought it was the same shirt. <laughs> no, the one. To me, it looks like she, she wore red. I assumed and thought as I was watching this episode that she wore the same red sweater the whole time because one of the things that I was personally offended about was <laughs> I was thinking when she was going on these dates with Cliff, I was like, why did she not get changed for her date? Like she wore that shirt to school. But <laughs> then I kept telling myself that I was just being a little too, a little too judgmental on this poor high school girl going out on her Friday night date. But <laughs> yeah, no, she, no, if you go back and watch it, you'll see she's wearing like a shorter. I did. I watched, pink I watched it today. <laughs> so I could prepare. <laughs> Um, All right, so definitely red in school. Definitely red when she gets the call. I'm trying to find images of when they're at the party because honestly, I don't pay attention to their clothes unless it's really I do because I I just see how big their clothes are. It's crazy. Uh, um, Well, that was, you know, the 90s, but... I remember she's... To me, she wore this red sweater the whole episode (laughs) and I stand by that statement. (laughs) Becky. Um... (laughs) Uh, yeah, so she's wearing this very red sweater and Cliff comes up behind her and he starts to ask her out and she tells him she's not sure because of her past history and her past dating experience. And Cliff just tells her because the guy she was dating wasn't any fun. And this is when Jen starts to defend Dawson. She says that he was probably the most original and imaginative date on the planet. And he asks her why isn't she going out with him then if that's how she feels. And she just says it's a long story. And we also see Joey walk in the class and she's sort of like eyeballing the two of them, which is what Joey does. Joey likes to, um, oh, what do we always say? When she's like watching Mitch and Dawson and then she's watching Gal and she's hiding in the closet. She's just, she's like a sneak. She's like, I don't know what word we're looking for. I forget for the here, word that I always use. She's um, observant. No, it'll she's always observing. Like, she's being a creeper. Like, that's what she's doing. <laughs> 
what do, what do they call it in those? In it's going to drive pornos? me crazy. I can't think of it. No, wait. All right. So what they call it in those pornos? Like, uh, oh, like a peep and Tom? No, they call it something. Uh, venture or voyeur? Voyeurism. Oh. <laughs> Voyeuring, I guess. I don't know. We know what kind <laughs> of porn you like. Verb. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> but that's what I was thinking of when you're talking about her being creepy and watching from like the closet. That's something somebody in the voyeurism would do. Is it a verb? I don't know, but <laughs> I think it is. I think um, what kind of bugs me about I just picture Joey from like a different angle. Far, <laughs> I always picture Joey when you say that she's like doing that stupid eavesdropping and like that's what she's doing. She eavesdropping. Oh, <laughs> like, all right. like she's holding one of those like sticks with the microphones. Like I feel like that's what she wants to do. So like she doesn't have to go like this. She can just hold the stick, and I'm going like this as if the listeners are going to see what I'm doing. But I'm doing an action as if I'm holding one of those big fluffy microphones on a stick. Um, yeah, and that's what I. That is a much better word. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what she does, though. She's always like she eavesdrops. She's very. Uh, she pays attention a lot. Um, yeah. The whole thing with Cliff and Jen, though she like kind of turns him down a little bit and then he just kind of presses her and she gives in and i don't know how i feel about that <laughs> yeah you know i don't like her relationship with cliff but i don't know yeah the whole way that he asked her out his whole approach and her whole response i think the whole thing was just very uncomfortable and awkward as a, a viewer to watch like it was just yeah. felt, very, felt like a reality show that was like very forced like a forced relationship yeah yeah i agree with that well the other thing that drove me crazy was that you would think that they never dated. They've been on like three dates already through the whole series. Yeah. And the last episode, they were just on a double date. And then he decides to go to Dawson's house with her for his date when he saw what happened in the previous episode. Like, it just, I, I was like, what are the, that's it's just like lazy double- writing to me. And then I also thought, was, yeah, it's was double this, date like, all over filmed again. before the double date episode because mm-hmm. it didn't make sense to me because I was like he if I was Cliff so I, it is. I did read that I did read this was filmed prior to that episode that's why I think this really it such a standalone because it was aired oh. like at a certain like in the way that it was promoted and stuff I think that's why this doesn't really fit into the rest of the storyline um but yeah it doesn't align with exactly the relationship storyline yeah their continuity is another reason it's uncomfortable yeah thanks becky um giving us some uh behind the scenes production information there i didn't even know that (laughs) you're not the only one with tricks up your sleeve Uh oh. Um, what was the date you said this aired this episode specifically what was um, it um may uh may 5th 1998 how many times are we going to ask you that we defended this episode air i know right i feel like and wait why, why did it air on cinco de mayo <laughs> i never even I thought of like, that <laughs> i was so hoping that it was gonna be so they look like they they air these on Tuesday. So May 5th and 98 was a Tuesday. And I was kind of yeah. hoping that like Friday would have been actually Friday the 13th. And this this yeah, like would have like made sense. Been. But that isn't the case. Because if Tuesday was the 5th, Friday definitely wasn't the 13th. So No, they were just... But especially if it doesn't go in with the storyline. I think that's something that they should have done. If you're going to make yeah. it fall out of place anyway, then yeah. you should have just made this a special friday the 13th one-time episode 
Yeah, I agree with that. Like, can we go back in time and just pitch this idea? Because I think we could be multimillionaires by now. Oh my God. Yes. Becky, every day I say, can I just go back in time? You have no fucking idea. I say it every single day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we're all in agreement about how Jen responds to Cliff about how it's awkward and how we don't understand why he would even ask her out. <laughs> Jen's relationships um, are always just really weird until they hit college. And then even still, <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, we see that Jen finally gives in to Cliff and she says her social life has been pretty depleted lately. And we see Joey open up her backpack and she pulls out a rubber snake on top of her book and she freaks out and she throws it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Jen goes and picks it up and she says, let me guess, Dawson. And she says, dead Dawson. And she goes, you got to admit, the guy does have a sense of humor. And then Cliff just says i have a sense of humor and uh jen says no he doesn't i know you do cliff like just (laughs) pacifying him (laughs) he does not have a sense of humor he's so offended like you you can see that he can tell that she's still about dawson you know what i mean yeah they both just feel so sorry for themselves individually that they like use each other like knowing in the back of their mind that they are like not going to work out they're not meant to be they're not even meant to be a one or two (laughs) date right they're not even meant to like be a casual date but it's like okay let's just you know make things more worse for ourselves I mean don't we all do that don't we all purposely (laughs) create our own crazy lives yeah, like, yeah. I, know this is ba- I know this is a bad idea, but let me go do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just to well, see what happens, you know? I still don't even see, because, like, later Cliff is like, you know, it's not the girl I'm crushing on, or, or I forget what he says, something along those effects, because he's crushing on Jen. Oh, because that has to do with Grams, because Grams loves Cliff, which we'll find out soon. Grams' um, panties are so wet for Cliff. <laughs> she <laughs> She's like, Cliff. you need to get with Clifford. That's all I hear. Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> He goes to the Church but of the Nazarene. It's all I think about. Clifford, right? I just, <laughs> it's know. so funny. But, like, you never really hear him say why he's interested in Jen. You know what I mean? Like, what is it that you're actually drawn to about Jen? Is it just because she's hot to you? Like, do you, you guys clearly at this point, after how many dates have they been on that they have, like, nothing in common? Not really. Like, what do they have know. in common? They're still I trying think- to make the, pu- it's like trying to make the puzzle fit in the puzzle board and it doesn't, but you're trying anyways because you're just hoping maybe it's going to change, you know? It's just not going to happen. Well, I don't even think Jen has any type of, what's it called? Like her, I don't think her and Dawson even are compatible or, not at all. you know, I like. Well, I mean, like to me, I feel like Jen is just, she doesn't really have a character. I felt like she was just boring. Like she's a boring character. Like all she was to me, like in the show was just the new girl next door with the grandparents. But like, you know, like Dawson's the movie guy and like Casey's the class clown and like Joey's, you know, the quirky tomboy and like Jen is just Jen. Like Jen's the New Yorker with the shady (laughs) ass that's trying to escape. Yeah, but she's not even like that's the thing. Like to me, she never came off as like the New Yorker. She's just very like, I don't know, you could hear the anger in my voice. I don't like this part. I don't like her character. (laughs) She's never been my favorite. Yeah, it's so funny because I I see a lot of stuff on Instagram with the like fan pages and stuff, and there's not a lot of love for Jen or the character Jen Lindley. But Jen. 
she was clearly brought onto the show to be an antagonist towards Joey and to yeah. pit herself between the two of them for this whole storyline. I do think as a show goes on, she does become a better character and they do give her I agree. better yeah. storylines to work with. But yeah, I, I was never really drawn to Jen Lindley as a character. I was never really, um, uh, I, I never really thought her storylines were just like that amazing. I was always so focused on Katie Holmes and Joey and that whole thing. But I think Michelle Williams is a great actress though. I will say that. Um, yeah, I do. I think she is a great actor. I personally didn't get it's the same thing. Like when she was brought on, like usually in like shows and movies to me, I feel like the new girl is usually like the breakout star. Like everybody, the fan base just goes to her. But like I said, she never was interesting to me. I feel like her character really evolved when Jack came on too yeah. and their friendship got strong. But I know that's later on down the line. But for right now, she's just the red sweater girl who's <laughs> feeling sorry for herself and dating Clifford Elliott, the football player. Clifford Elliott. I kept calling him Cliff, Cliff Jansen. I don't know why. So wait, I wanted to say before we move on to the next thing about Michelle Williams, just real quick. Um, when I was reading the Busy Phillips book, she said she became close friends with Michelle Williams really quick. And Michelle Williams actually said to her that she was trying to get out of the show that season, the fifth season. She wanted to leave the show that season and they wouldn't let her out of her contract. So you can tell that maybe when we get to that season, maybe she's just kind of over it. I don't know. Um, but then another thing I thought of was when we did extra work um, on the show, I always remember seeing Michelle Williams and Kurt Smith before the scenes, they would be like chain smoking, like right before the scene started. And me and my friend that we would, we were in the scene together, we would just be like watching them. And I'd be like, they're right there. And she's, and she's so small. I remember I've like, I have a picture with her. She's so tiny. And I remember Kurt Smith was like really tall, but yeah, they were really close back then. I remember they were like always joking around on the set and um, I'm pretty sure they're still friends now. But during that reunion special that I watched, they were like all over each other, like hugging each other. So that made me feel good. It, sh- it says a lot about Michelle Williams. Like she still you know, stays in touch with these people that she grew up on a show with, you know. Anyway, <laughs> we are now in the cafeteria. And Pacey is talking to Joey and Jen. They're all sitting at the table together about the lady killer. Um, He says his brother is a cop. Like we all already know. Hold on, pause. That is another thing in this episode that screamed cheese whiz. We're going to say that since Joey referenced it. Is calling the stalker guy the lady killer. Like, (laughs) I don't know. It's It's another just very cheesy 80s reference to me like that makes this more like one of those like old school slasher films (laughs) the lady killer yeah (laughs) no I agree with you because when I was when I was taking my notes last night on the episode I was like wow I never realized that it it, that they called him the lady killer like right like you don't hear that yes Like, yeah, they definitely oh. don't call that anymore. They're like, well, that guy's a serial killer and he's just targeting women <laughs> right. right now. Nobody well, no. says lady killer. <laughs> because there's another connotation for it when they're like, oh, look at that guy. He's a lady killer. Right, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, when it's, you think of it, it's almost like, oh, you dumb. know, he's hot and he knows it and, you know, he breaks all the ladies' hearts where this guy literally is murdering ladies, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yes, I agree. It's very cheese whizzy of this, uh, the writing. <laughs> Um, what a puke. So, 
<laughs> what? I love that. Listen, it gets okay. So we already know um, in previous episodes that I love the phrase puke, right? Oh Where yeah, Abby Morgan. A puke, and it actually gets brought up in this episode too, and that it, made me so happy. It does. It does. I remember, and I, every time I hear it now, I think of you because <laughs> you love. I'm glad that when you think of the word puke, you think of me, Stephen. That's great. <laughs> No, it's only because you said you loved it so much. I love it. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So like things. <laughs> what? So I like weird things, apparently. She likes, she likes <laughs> when you to call people you little puke. I'm sorry. I'm, I want to bring that back. Can we bring some 90s slang back into today's world? Because honestly, well, it we can do whatever we want. We're in a pandemic right now. And uh, the 90s are coming back anyway. So Jamie, yes. just bring it on. Just say Bringing it. Just say it, it so we're no longer calling these serial killers serial killers. We are calling them lady, lady killers. killers. <laughs> lady killers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> just makes me think of like lady fingers and cookies. Like, yes. it's just a term. <laughs> lady killer. Not to be confused with the cookies. With lady fingers. <laughs> Or Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. Not to be confused with him either. Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes we get into tangents about Game of Thrones. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Pacey is talking about um, how his brother, Doug, is a cop. And uh, he says that he says the lady killer's victims are all young girls around Joey's age. And he says the killer stalks his victims with notes and phone calls before he takes a knife to their throat and cuts out their hearts. I was like, wow. Which is also kind of a little cringe if you think about it, because if he's saying that this grown man is stalking women who are Joey's age, which is 16 or 17, like that is just another thing to prove that I was way too young to watch this show. (laughs) And that just in general, it's just not promoting, I don't know, (laughs) promoting that this guy is just stalking young women. I don't know. I know it happens, but... I feel like when this show aired, like that kind of stuff wasn't really shown on TV all the time. Well, we had a whole storyline with the teacher student issue that we could not get over because of the pedophilia situation. (laughs) It was disgusting. So it's another, another, I mean, yeah, I guess. (laughs) I guess they're carrying it on with the lady killer. I don't know. (laughs) You you know, it's all right. So this is what was so funny about this scene, though. I'm not even going to lie. You've got a really heavy conversation happening here. Pacey's got all this information that's specific to the lady killer. And the only thing that I can focus on is him dumping ketchup on his fries. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I saw, too. (laughs) This is my question, right? So, um... Are you a dumper? Like, it's a weird, <laughs> a weird way to phrase it. Do you just like, you know, pour your ketchup or condiments or whatever you're using with your fries? You're like dipping sauce, mind you, on your fries, or do you actually dip your fries into the sauce? You know, because I'm a dipper. I'm <laughs> and a dipper. dipper. We're all right. I don't so, like, like this. No, pouring no, it all over. Fingers, you know, it's finger only, food. You gotta, the only thing that I'll pour is syrup. I feel like that oh, yeah. acceptable condiment yeah. to pour on your food. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So, yeah. like, you know, they're trying to have this serious conversation with these details, and the only thing I could do is just keep watching. You know, all this ketchup going on top of his fries, <laughs> and then going, he's just picking them up. Like, I hope he washed his hands, and I don't know. Yeah, that <laughs> actually that skews me out when people do that. Like, yeah, and then the fingers are all ketchupy, which ironically Dawson puts the. 
and the ketchup from that goes, you know oh my gosh yeah, yeah exactly. he actually so yeah he, i'm glad okay. i wasn't alone thank you no it really grossed me out too the the whole i even wrote in my notes that when when joey goes to put it in her mouth they said it would skeeve me out because i thought about <laughs> it was already biting yes <laughs> that and the thought of biting I mean, they already that kissed, rubber so. finger it grossed me out i like i felt it for some reason yeah, but they're having this whole conversation and then dawson comes up behind joey and, and basically scares her as pacey's telling uh the story about the lady killer um uh they all he sits down and joins them and then that's when we see pacey dumping all of his ketchup (laughs) um and we see pacey like eating the fries and he sort of distracts pacey and he throws the fake finger on his plate so like they're having this conversation like around the table and then they're like cutting back to pacey waiting for him to grab it and then he finally grabs it and he goes to bite it he literally puts the whole thing in his mouth he puts it he first of all it. it's like a different size than the french fries they were eating how yeah. do you not yeah. feel the difference ew and like, then the one fry he cut was loaded with ketchup did you notice that i was yeah. like it's gonna be all over so <laughs> i have a question for you guys so dawson obviously was carrying around this fake rubbery bloody finger <laughs> for all of the morning until lunchtime do you think that he planned it the night before like this is what i'm gonna do with this this finger i'm gonna you know just hope that pacey orders french fries or do you think he just put it in his backpack and was like i'll figure something else to do with this later and then said oh this will be a good opportunity for the finger so do you think the finger was premeditated or spare of the moment i feel like with dawson he's probably been planning this for at least a week yeah <laughs> I think yeah. he like. I think he put it in his <laughs> he bag. He French fries and extra Well, you know, well, you know, with schools too. It was Monday was this day. This day was Tuesday. You had this on Wednesday. So he, I feel like Dawson probably planned it out. You know, he's like, it's gonna be this day when I'm gonna do it. It's French fry day. Pacey always gets his <laughs> French, French fries. fries. <laughs> <laughs> I well, think. That's what, I mean. what was he gonna do? Like, put it on top of the pizza? Like, see me? And like, it had to be planned, or he just thought, oh, this is a good opportunity yeah. for the finger. That's what right I think. Now. I think he just grabbed it with all of his weird props, his movie props. Uh, with, you know, like from what else was in his backpack? And like a hand, like a, the snakes. It's like Mary pouches. Poppins' magical yeah. bag of horror. Right, like what was he digging for in there? Like, oh, a, a finger, this will work right now. Yeah, he goes, oh, perfect. Let me distract Pacey right now and put this big fat snake finger on his plate filled with ketchup. And he fell for it. And then so did Joey. So... I think, yeah, he was like, oh, let me go through my stuff. Oh, okay, this finger might work, come in handy later. So he threw it in his bag and the opportune time came with with the French fries. So I I don't know. I just think he was just prepared for anything at that point because this is his day. You know, this is the his time of the year that he like. Well, I mean, because well, yeah, because that mask in Casey's locker was obviously premeditated. I think he's been planning it for a week. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, yeah, you I know mean, I where every was... day it was like the same thing. We did, but we had French fries every day. But you could only get other things on certain days. Hmm. Yeah, we had it. We had French fries. We had like a line with like cheesesteaks and French fries and like hamburgers and you stuff. You had cheesesteaks. Yeah, but like I didn't. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not gonna get into all that. Um, so. <laughs> so Oh, wait. So there's a thing after Pacey says 
about how the killer collects hearts. They just don't talk about it. Jen says, it's sad. The guy's just looking for love, which is such a dumb thing to say, I think. And Joey says- Which is another, woe is me, I'm Jen, and I'm so sad. And this whole episode, like, well, I don't know, not the whole, because there's other episodes where it's all, woe is me, I'm Jen. But like, this is just another prime example of why her character is just, not good in these earlier seasons like she's just meh meh maybe that's why her and Dawson get together because he's kind of meh too yeah I'm honestly I'm right there with you with the whole woe is me thing because it it really becomes evident in this episode I mean we haven't quite gotten there yet but she's like do I get pranked too because he's not pranking us now you know it's like I mean, I know we're not dating anymore, but prank me too. And then, you know, the, the whole interaction they have later, yes. it is definitely a, I don't, I mean, it's almost like um you had your cake and you can't eat it too type thing. You know, you were dating, now you're not. And then it's like, oh, but I, I want these privileges. I don't know. I, I think their relationship is very convoluted. It's very confused. They don't, they're, I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm right there with you though, Becky, right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, she even said, and I mean, you can't, you can't think about the fact that they filmed this before the last episode because it's how they round the episodes in the order. But if you're watching the show chronologically, she actually says, like, I thought we were friends. How come you're not giving me a scare? Like, you're not trying to scare me like you are with everybody else. Well, last week you told him she's, you're retracting <laughs> your friendship with him. So, like, why would That's he want true. to, you know? So, like, yeah, like all these little things, are like, she's getting so upset about like you were trying to distance yourself from him and now you're so upset that he's not including you. Like I have this whole thing and Jamie, we've talked about it. I would be like, we broke up. I don't want to be like your friend. I don't want to be hanging out with you. The fact that he just goes and sits down at that table while like she's there. I was like, Oh, so they're cool. They were on a Ferris wheel the last time we saw them, and she wanted to get off because she didn't want to like. Yeah, I got a fight. Well, then, and then it's like, um, oh, well, I can't go to your party today because I'm going out with Cliff. Does that bother you? And he's like, is it supposed to bother me? And then she's like, does that hold your back and forth? Like, Like, does this whole back and forth thing? Do you want want it to bother me? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, oh, I hate them. <laughs> and then meanwhile, that's when Pacey is passing the bloody rubbery finger over to Joey's place. Yeah. <laughs> As Dawson and Jen are going back and forth. Like, do you know Joey's bothered? paying attention to their interaction more than anything? Right. Yes. <laughs> with her Let me record this. I need to know, you know, with big, big microphone, like headphone things and you know and she goes it's um good that nobody's offended and then she goes and picks up the the bloody finger and bites it and she chucks it at pacey and all i thought about was she's he's gonna get ketchup all over her shirt now that's all i thought about <laughs> well at this point it's in two people's mouths the ketchup's probably already gone it's really still, gross i was like out, oh that so finger gross. got that finger got passed around so much it was disgusting and everybody and then, was touching and then, it you know, and then, you know, Dawson afterward, after Joey bit it, he picked it up off the dirty table after it was in two people's mouth and shoved it right back in his back. <laughs> he probably like, pranked no someone later boys. on in the day. <laughs> Teenage boys, man. I'm telling you, they just don't care. I don't <laughs> think the thing, nothing's going to happen in 20 years called coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Pandemic what? Yeah, I'll just do what I have to do. Um, so... I forgot to mention when he sits down at the table, he mentions uh, to all of them that he's having a seance at his house that night and he invites them all. And that's when 
you said, Jamie, that Jen says she can't come. She has a date. And that's when they get to that whole back and forth. Oh, the like, it like hurts <laughs> your head. Another thing, like, I don't know. I might be a little naive to this. But how does it, having a seance relate to Friday the 13th? Like, who no. does that? Like, I know it's like all part of the spooky vibe, but I think like what I'm trying to get us goes back into like more of this like cheesiness episode. Like, I know that we're doing Friday the 13th and it's all that scary stuff, but it's like, what group of teenagers like, oh, let's have a seance? <laughs> It's, it's really, I mean, so I was one of those high schoolers that had a spirit board and did these things, but I, not, I did the Ouija board, but like, yeah. I don't know. I never, I just never heard of like, I think it also kind of just, I don't know, because how you were saying like the vibe is more like slasher movies. Yeah. That's what I mean, it kind of feel like it just doesn't fit in, but I guess they couldn't say like, do you want to go around and dress up like Michael Myers? This episode is definitely confused because it's slasher and now we've got, you know, this, you know, seance yeah, and like, ghosts and then it's um, Halloween because somebody's going to dress up in a costume. I think we're very confused on I exactly what the theme is besides I, <laughs> I think it's a way for him to just have them come to the house. Yeah. And like, oh, and right. I, he, I guess he's not going to say. Watch a scary movie. Right. He's like, okay. let's have a seance. Yeah. Like, let's not like, um, everybody doesn't have to get dressed up in a costume like Dawson might, but let's just have a seance. I guess they didn't want to say that. I don't know. Too. It was maybe just like, a way to get them there. This, yeah. But I think maybe that's like, I think you brought up a good point, Steven, because I think where my mind goes with this episode, like, all the slasher movies the scare like that it's supposed to be halloween so maybe yeah like my first instinct is like why is he not throwing a dress up halloween party but it's not halloween so i think it's friday the 13th yeah. yeah it's instead yeah, of yeah, watching a movie they wanted to do something spooky that would probably feed into that kind of energy so that when they're when he cuts the power even though it was scheduled to go off later uh, you know and, and they're and they're running around and all these things are happening they're already in that mindset so i totally get that um I, I, yeah that's a good point yeah because when i started to watch this or when i knew the episode was coming up i said oh it's the halloween episode and then when i started watching right. it i said oh it's not, it's not halloween it's, th- <laughs> it's just it's Friday a, the 13th i totally forgot day. that so yeah it's just it was hard to keep just, that in mind throughout this episode. Yeah. It was hard to keep that in mind. I don't know who celebrates Friday the 13th the way Dawson does. I just, I think it's like <laughs> right, a like spooky <laughs> day of the week. And you know, like they're going to be playing the movies on like, uh, like the cable channels somewhere. And like, if you're home late, you just watch one of the Jason movies. And that's like my Friday the 13th, you know, that's right. like a thing. I'm not having some weird seance with my friends at my house and pulling pranks on them all day but he takes very seriously (laughs) i have to say so i wrote a note here because of this entire interaction that's going on in the lunch table that i was glad to see that there was no awkwardness between joey and pacey and then not even realizing that this this episode was like recorded before you know double date so i'm like oh now i'm thinking about it now that we got here that kind of makes sense why there's no awkwardness because they probably didn't even know that that whole thing was going to happen between them because i was like man you know they they went from you know pacey putting the moves on on joey to be like you know totally normal platonic friends without any awkwardness and they're being like they're like sparring back and forth again yeah they're they're normal i love i love their interactions i live for them (laughs) 
And he actually says it, um, I'm sure we'll get into it, but later in the episode when they're after the power goes out and they're searching for the flashlights at the closet, like Mm -hmm. she makes an insult about his dating life and he's like, oh, that means so much coming from you. Like, you know, or like something along those lines, like I'm not going to date you or something. And I'm like, wait a minute. You're in for it. (laughs) Wait a second. Yeah, I exactly. I, I I was a little confused when that happened. I'm like, are they are they bashing at each other on purpose right now without what happened? I was honestly a little right. confused. But you know what we were talking about earlier about when these were actually recorded, you know, totally makes a lot of sense now on some things. This was just an odd episode, but it was so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we are in Mr. Gold's film class. Benji's back, and they're talking about he's actually talking about uh, a hitch. Um, Hitchcock, Alfred Hitchcock, which I thought was a funny throwback to the first episode when Dawson tries to get into his class and he brings up Psycho and Alfred Hitchcock and he starts like, and it made sense because it's the Friday the 13th episode. So they're talking about like like a spooky director type of thing, you know, that he directed all these hard. No, but that's a good, I never thought of the reference going back to the first episode. Like I remember him getting, trying to get into the film class and stuff, but I think that it was good that you pointed that out, that they made that connection. I'm sure they did that on purpose. Yeah. I I remember, I remember that episode. I was like, he's like, um, Hitchcock. Psycho, Janet Lee, like he starts naming all the like all the stuff, and I go. That's almost robotic. Who doesn't like, know like, who Alfred like, Hitchcock is? Mr. <laughs> Gold was like, you know who he is? Yeah, uh, who doesn't? Well, not everybody is. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jamie. <laughs> no, I love movies. I just don't know the names of things, like actors or directors <laughs> or uh the names of the main characters of the show or um, i mean the audio. show okay <laughs> so the names of the characters i remember it's the actual actor and actress's name that i don't know okay it's okay <laughs> you know joshua jackson and Katie yes, that's all that that's all that matters <laughs> um so as they're leaving dawson's like running out of class and all i could think about and that moment was, do you remember leaving high school on a Friday and you knew it was like your last class and you're like, just want to get the fuck out of there? I always remember just being like, yeah. oh, it's the weekend. That's all I could think of when I saw him run out of the class like that. Um, it's kind of like the same thing, like having a job. Like yeah. The end of the day. I mean, now, <laughs> I mean, now we're all working from home, but like, I mean, it's the same thing. Like it's cool. Like you wanted to run out of there. And now, it's, you know, as an adult, you just want to run home the same way. I did but think of that too. Probably, but... <laughs> But also, too, um, I just always like to kind of poke fun at Dawson sometimes. And he was probably just like purposely avoiding Cliff because he knew that he was going out with Jen. So he probably was running home to cry. You're right. That probably (laughs) was that probably was what he was doing. I didn't even think of that. You're actually right. But Cliff does stop Dawson and um, he wants advice on what to do for Jen on his date, which I thought was so fucking weird. This is so bizarre. But then again, we have to also remember that double date didn't happen. (laughs) I know, but I can't think of it. I can't. Right. I'm thinking that it did. Yeah, I know. It's so hard. Not even that. I just think of like, just for uh, somebody that I'm going out on a date with, I wouldn't want them to ask my ex-boyfriend where to take me Mm -mm. as an adult. And then like, even thinking like these people have their, in high school they have the mindset of 16 year olds like 
what 16 year old is doing that? Like, yeah. where should I take this girl? Like, nobody's thinking that hard about where to go at 16 years old. <laughs> do you remember that MTV TV show where they would randomly like have the exes in a van and then the new guy or girl or whatever would like go in the bedroom and oh, the exes yeah. would be like, room do this, do that. What is it? Oh, room yeah. Readers? Was Rumor. it Room Raiders or Next? I, that sounds there right. Was the one, no, not Next. There was the other one where they Next oh, okay. was like speed dating. I think Room Raiders was right. And that's what this, like, that's what it kind of reminded me of. Like, don't get your exes involved. Why would you do that? Because they were just like, yeah. check the computer, take the black light to the sheets, <laughs> look under the bed, check the closet, look at the first drawer, look at the bottom drawer. You know, like they were just, <laughs> I'm like, this is so never in my life. I would never sign up for any of this. Why would you ever get your exes involved? No, <laughs> no. Yeah. That's like another reason that like kind of just demonstrates that Cliff is also like, woe is me. Like he's setting himself up for failure. Like what good is going Going to come of asking this guy that the girl you're taking out is so hung up on where to go and like not trust him. I don't know. they're both still kind of hung up on each other like why would you trust any information he's clearly yeah. going to try to sabotage you like yeah. well, <laughs> very messy that whole thing yeah into the storyline of this episode like whether or not double date happened or not because a lot like how we were saying just a lot of this is kind of just standalone like just that whole thing could have just been X'd out in my mind. I mean, I guess I know why they did it because parents weren't there. Grams didn't really have a big part. And, you know, all the other recurring characters really weren't in it too much. But so I'm sure they needed more bodies. But I'm sure they could have thought of something better. <laughs> yeah. They bring in random people from the, you know, the convenience <laughs> store. <laughs> I would Exactly. I would have rather had... The Ursula's boyfriend in it the whole time. Yeah, than Cliff being in it. <laughs> I think he was interesting. Ursula was just crazy, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say that, like, you see Dawson literally, literally roll his eyes when Cliff is asking for advice. <laughs> they rolled so far in the back of his head, and I would have been like, "Why are you asking me? I right, don't yeah. want to give you any advice on what to do with my ex girlfriend. Like right. you're a, you're a fucking man. Go do it yourself. Like don't ask me." But Dawson's always—I feel like he always has an ul- ulterior motive, which is why he eventually tells them to just come over to his house because he wants to sort of like still be around her. And and all he admits that, that later to Jen, like when yeah. they are in the bedroom together, he does finally. I mean, so I am. Actually, I think that was kind of mature of him to actually come clean about that to Jen. But yeah, I mean, he did know what he was doing in the beginning. And that's that's a no-no, Dawson. That's not good. Yeah, like there's a a point where you have to just detach yourself. But again, (laughs) they're also, they're also still like, they're children like they're teenagers you know what I mean they're so, all 15 I don't yeah, know like, yet. everybody's so dumb and immature when you're a yeah. teenager so um but Cliff says to Dawson that he wants the evening to be imaginative and original and according to Jen Dawson is the expert on all that junk and Dawson is shocked and uh that, that Jen would even say this and he asks Cliff what else Jen said and Cliff just cuts him off and says um like what what else does Jen like I wrote it's all very weird and Dawson just says what every girl wants she wants to have a good time she wants to have fun and Dawson just says like let me think about this and 
Cliff says, I, I like this, like, but I like thinking or whatever. And they walk out of the classroom together. I would be like, get off of me, please. Like, don't put your <laughs> arms around me. So now we cut to Jen at her locker in her very red sweater. <laughs> and she sees that she has a note in her locker from somebody and she opens it up and it says, you are going to die tonight. And the camera and does this thing. But Oh, I was going to say the writing on the note is very similar to the writing and I know what you did last yes. summer. It's yeah. been like that black magic marker, all caps, like plain piece of paper. All yeah. of the references in this episode I are like, it. I think that's why, yes. And I think that's why, like I said, I just, I'm so overly excited about this episode just because it's, I don't know, it just has its own quirks that are just so outside of the show by itself. You liking them now and probably back then when you watched it, can you like, so when I watched it, I remember like, I thought my brain was going to explode because I was like, they're referencing all these, these movies that like, I love that, that just came out and it's on a show written by this guy that I'm obsessed with. (laughs) I like talk about needing to change your underwear. Like I was going crazy. (laughs) So watching it back again, it's like, it still is exciting for me because I remember all the references. I'm, I'm just one of those people that gets excited about those things. And I love it. But I think that, and I think that's what made TV so good in the 90s and movies because there was so much of those references and like clues within other shows because we didn't have social media to do all of that hyping and all that promotional exactly. stuff. Like now, like, I mean, not to get too off topic, but for instance, like that oh, it's new... okay. <laughs> we live in the realm of off topic. Like the the remake to "She's All That," "He's All That" with well, the TikTok girl. Like I liked it. Actually, well, I watched I watched it because I really, really liked the '90s movie. But just what I was going to say is just the way that it was so hyped up on social media. That to me, it was just an okay, mediocre movie. Whereas. Back in the day, I feel like they used to put a lot of work and made those like subtle nods to other movies to kind of give that promotional, like, hey, go watch that. Like, you know what I mean? They don't yeah. do that today. I feel like. It's so weird. They don't to make them up. like they used to. They, they don't. don't. They don't. And that's that's like what everybody's used to these days, though. Like the kids these days, they're used to social media, so they can relate to those movies exactly. and stuff when they do it that way. Whereas we, being from that era we relate to those films more because it just it resonates better with us where you know they just we don't relate to the new stuff quite as much as the kids do because listen i feel old saying kids oh but (laughs) (laughs) but i mean it's just what they relate to so it makes sense it's they're doing all of them like uh, roswell just got redone and oh god what's the other one they're they're doing charmed uh, but charmed yeah i mean even if it's it's all digital redo though but even if it's not a redo, I feel like just any like newer show, I feel like it's just using the power of social media to kind of use that commercialing aspect where it's yeah. like, I like, I like the old school. Like I like using references, like how Stephen say this movie was so new in like a newer show. Like I like those internal promotional things because I think it kind of makes it cool. Like what do they call them? Those Easter eggs or whatever. Yeah. Like, Easter eggs. Yeah. I think it's yeah. harder too because I don't know. I mean, let's open this to the floor. Do we have younger generations listening? Um, do you guys notice those Easter eggs? I don't. I don't even know how to like phrase the sentence. Do, would they notice it? You know, <laughs> would they so. pay close enough attention to pick up the stuff that we do now? Unless, unless that, unless there's somebody who is highly into that 
genre of horror from the 90s. And right. they like this type of show because they they watch it because they follow Kevin Williamson's work. They would notice it. But I've listened to podcasts where they are just figuring out who Kevin Williamson is. And it blows my mind. But then I'm like, well, they're also like 19, 20 years old. So different, yeah. I'm 20 years older than them. But, they're not going to get it. But then even going back to the he's all that, she's all that thing. I mean, to me, the Easter egg in that movie with Rachel Lee Cook being the mom, I feel like yeah, like I that was my that. favorite part of the movie because it brought back those old memories. Like I think yeah. that's, I don't know. Like, I was I was kind of like hoping that um God who was it? Yeah, that yeah, thank you. That Freddie was like gonna be the dad or something, and they had that kind of like Oh my god, that would have been so cool, but it didn't. You know, obviously we don't really know, but I mean, I Which, thought that was really- ironic that Freddie Prince Jr. was in. I know he did like. And see, we're coming circle, guys. Full circle. Full circle. This is how this is how my brain works, guys. This is how this podcast works. No, so my I had I had my niece over the weekend, and she's nine, and she asked me if I was if I saw he's all that, and I said no, I don't think I want to watch it because I don't want it to ruin the original. And she said, you just don't want to see it because you don't like Addison Ray. And I said. It's not that I don't like her. I just don't understand how she became famous for dancing on TikTok. I don't understand it. I had this conversation that we're having right now with my nine-year-old niece, and she didn't really get it. But she only knows the movie because of her, because of TikTok, because of social media. And Uh, she doesn't know the original movie. I didn't even know that. So I'm not even going to lie. I have no idea who the main actress is, but the actor, what's she's, his name? I don't even call her an actress. She's a TikTok star. That's she's an actress understand. now. She's in a movie. Okay. But anyways, um, so what's, what's the guy's name? I can't even, what's his I name? I know the guy in it's from Tanner Cobra Kai. Buchanan? Tanner, Tanner Buchanan. Buchanan. He's in, yeah. he's in Cobra Kai, which so, I'm a big fan of that show. I, like I that love show Cobra Kai. Can I oh, just good. say how I, I was show. so excited because he got into like this, like fight thing. Um, and he's all that. And I was like, yeah, he really knows. The oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he really knows karate. <laughs> like, I was so excited because it was that kind of a cross in that kind of way. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I love did, that. I like that too. Yes. I, that's what I mean. Like, but I feel like, our generation probably appreciates those references more, more than the like because yes yeah, yeah. i think we're all on the same page with this Definitely. but i only said i would watch it if uh because i know rachel lee cook was in it but um i still don't know if i want to see it i don't want it to ruin the original for me because that that movie was i mean that's like another one of those movies I, I saw in the movies when i was a teenager like i love that movie you know it's um you watch a movie or you hear like that song from the movie and it takes you back to a certain time in your life and i don't want to watch this like new freaking movie from with some tiktok girl in it and just i don't know if i won't appreciate it but i don't know if i'll like it i don't want it to ruin the original and that type of thing but i'll probably watch it <laughs> i honestly I, the reason why i watch is because of tanner <laughs> he's like yeah. 22 i guess but i just i think he's gonna be going places i don't know I'm excited for the new season of Cobra Kai to start. That yeah. talk about a cheesy show. That show, I love so it. It's that is a cheesy. I love it. But that's another so one much. that makes those references back to yeah. the original show, and I think that's why kid I movies. like it so much. Because if I never watched the Karate Kid movies and I was, you know, like one of the younger generations, or even if I was just my age and not watching the movies, I don't right. think I would appreciate it as much. Because right. to be honest. It is a very cheesy show. Yeah. But when it makes those references back to the original and seeing like it all tie together, it's kind of like, 
all right, my childhood feels better now that I know where they ended up in life. Yeah. I think that goes back to what you were saying in the beginning. Like, you know, you wanted to know where the original cast of Dawson's Creek, like, and then you reading that book, like it gave you that closure. I think we need that for yeah, movies and shows. We, we need those closures. <laughs> <laughs> we need the closure. Where are they now? Oh, uh, well, yeah, I, um, I appreciate that we can watch things like that because we grew up watching the originals and we get the point of the show. And I think it is a lot harder for younger like today's generation to watch it and not really get it but they're still enjoying it in a way but they're not getting it like we're like we're getting it you know so right but yeah i love stuff like that and i think this episode did that all throughout the whole thing but um so yeah jen opens up the note says you're you're gonna die tonight and all big caps and the camera does this pan out thing where it looks like the background's coming to the foreground it's a really cool special effect and i know they did it in scream a lot um was so that I, I, a reference back to the class when um, Dawson was sitting in the film class and like he was talking about the way the guy uses the camera? Like, is that why they purposely did that? Oh, yeah. you're. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what they said, but I think um, when you talk about I, I studied this episode a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she came prepared. If you can't, no. If you can't tell, I've probably watched this episode more times than... I don't know. Becky, I think it's so funny. Something that else this is like your favorite episode of the of the series. But I mean, and you, but you know how I am. Like how I was saying, this, I like those one-off people, like one-off episodes, and like in certain shows, like I'm always the fan of the one-off, random, spontaneous characters, like that don't really have a purpose. <laughs> yeah, and I know, and I know that you like scary movies too. So you know, I do. This probably, but I, I like the slasher ones. Like Jamie was saying, she's not a slasher girl. She likes the supernatural i'm the opposite i like the slasher movies but i cannot watch like the exorcist or poltergeist or those, those other ones paranormal activity like see i don't like those ones i like slasher ones because i feel like those like <laughs> how jamie would say like in real life like those are scarier for her i think i would be more scared to have like something i can't see versus like, I'd rather see a lady killer come at me with a giant knife than not be able to a see ghost. <laughs> a ghost who might not be able to hurt you. You'd rather see a, a real the person. The definitely trying to kill you compared to some entity that's just trying to scare you to leave the house. <laughs> okay, Becky. <laughs> I'm just I love kidding. It. I do not... I do not want to see my light flickering. I don't want to see anything moving on its own. But if oh. there's a lady killer coming through the door, I'm ready. To play. <laughs> she's she's in the kitchen right now. She's got her knife ready, you know, coming at you too. You know, we'll just stab each other at the same time or something. <laughs> which I'm glad that you brought up the knife because I can't wait until we get there, which I know that we're getting there soon. We're getting there. It's Jen like the next her, scene. Jen in her red sweater. <laughs> <laughs> With the phone um, and a knife. <laughs> oh, it is so silly. It is so silly. So um, Jen is like scared. And then Cliff comes up behind her and scares her again. And um, she shows Cliff the note. And she says it was probably Dawson just trying to scare her because I guess of the whole thing she said at lunch. And um, he says, Cliff says he'll protect her. And then she asks. Which, no, he won't. I know. That's another lie. Like, don't worry, I'll protect you, okay? And the way that he said it, it was like not even nurturing. It was like he was <laughs> on his way to class. He like tapped her on the shoulder. He was like, 
You all right? Are you going to know? All right, I'll protect you, all right? I'll, I'll see you later. I'll pick you up later. <laughs> like, that was the fakest thing ever. Like, <laughs> That's so funny, Becky. Yeah, he's... Um, this, this awkward couple, this weird <laughs> dynamic they have is just not there. It's not it for we me. Got, most awkward couple of of the high school class senior class yeah um, so she asks cliff where he's taking her and he says it's a surprise and but it'll be incredibly original and unpredictable so he's trying to like take her advice uh because well not her advice dawson's advice because she's the one who said dawson was fun and unpredictable and all this stuff and creative so She's basically going to be on a date with Dawson, but with a more boring version, I guess. <laughs> That's a good way to describe Cliff is, yes, a less or more boring version, right? Is it more yeah. boring or less? More boring. More boring version of Dawson. <laughs> if I had to pick between the two of them, I would... Oh, this is hard. I don't know. <laughs> Like either of them, look, so that's an easy answer. It's a hard say, pass. You look, you look like you're getting ready to answer pretty quick. I know, I and then I thought low. about it. <laughs> I think I, I think I would rather just sleep with Cliff. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd want to sleep with Dawson. I think he would make it so weird. I think he'd be very not like, even. Let's not even go that far. Like if you had to go out to dinner, like not in a group setting. If you just had to go and eat a meal with one of, them, I would go out with Dawson. Yeah, yeah. Dawson might be. I feel I think like we'd have more to talk more about. Interesting conversation. Yeah, yeah. I think Cliff would talk yeah. about himself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know because I was getting ready to say I feel like with Dawson it would just be a like a lot. Like it would just he's a lot of personality. But then I think it would be too awkward to sit there with Cliff. So I think I would prefer the larger personality. <laughs> I think Dawson, (laughs) right. I think Dawson would be able to carry the conversation and actually listen to what you're saying because he is very sensitive and that type of thing. Yes, but I think that's where I was getting stuck. He would be able to carry the conversation and listen, but I feel like I wouldn't be able to have anything to share in common with him. Like I feel like he would just be because he gets so. I mean, you even see it with like him and Joey. Like she's so uninterested in anything that he says. I know. You know what's so funny? Watching back, the, like, we're almost done this whole season. And watching back as we recap the show, I, I'm like, I don't even see the uh, romant- romantic situation between the two of them. They have them. no chemistry. No chemistry. Like, I don't get None. it. It's all, it's all hormones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all it is to me. That's exactly yeah, right. When I watched it back even- then, all I remember is being like, oh, they're going to get together. I can't wait till they get together. And now watching it as a 41-year-old, I go, I don't even see it. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. It's so weird. I'm so excited where we're going, but still, I don't... No, it is. But I think that's, like, one of the good things about this show is that, like, I think it's kind of almost purposely geared towards that young... I mean, obviously, it's geared towards a high school audience, but, like, I think they have that in mind, that, like, high schoolers are just so dumb and naive with relationships. So we were all, like, watching this show, like, Oh, like they're gonna make it and like you know just anytime somebody like I remember at one point like I thought Pacey and the teacher were gonna make it like <laughs> you just have hope you just have hope for any like on-screen romance and then just not only that just being in high school yourself and then watching these other high school kids well I wasn't in high school watching this I was in elementary school but I know, <laughs> it would so make crazy. it worse <laughs> 
it's so crazy but that's what i mean like i was it just goes to show you like how naive i was like we're thinking that they're like couple goals and now we're watching it as adults and we're like they are not couple goals mm-hmm. like nobody in particularly in this episode nobody was couple goals <laughs> no none of them i was already rooting for so when i first started watching this last at ep- the double date episode that's was it the double date no yeah yeah, yeah, the double yeah. date episode. Um, that's when, it, as soon as I saw that, I was like, it's going to be Joey and Pacey. I know it. And ever since then, it's Joey and Pacey. I don't care what else happened. So I knew early on that that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I never even saw that when I watched it. Just as as it all the time. And I never saw it going that uh, way at all. I didn't either. I never did either. I, from the time I started watching the show, it was always, it was always, and I couldn't say it's always Joey and Dawson because I did want it, but for a while it was Jen and Dawson. I think it's like very beginning. Mm. Yeah, I feel like as I watched it back then, I really did think that they would end the show with Dawson and Joey, but there was going to be this long-term relationship with Jen and Dawson before it got to that end with Joey and Dawson. Yeah. But then they like... I honestly don't even remember all the Pacey and Joey stuff. I don't remember it at all. It's because you weren't focused on them. That's why. (laughs) I wasn't. I don't even remember it. That's true. But I think that's a good point, Jamie. Like, I think that, you know, when we do watch this show, like, what you want to happen, like you said, is what you focus on. Like, you want them to be couple goals. So they're couple goals in your mind and they can do no wrong. To see. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nature. It's, but I'm excited. Though. I mean, like I said, I, I wanted, I wanted this teacher and Casey to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Stephen and I couldn't stand tomorrow. <laughs> oh. I couldn't stand tomorrow either, and I don't want to take us back there too far. But like, I don't know. I think just because the whole relationship was just so taboo that it was just like it was so bad that I wanted it to happen so much. Like mm. I really envisioned like Casey going all the rest of high school, like secretly dating this teacher. Yeah. You would have I thought, mean, he was into but... her. He was really into her. <laughs> he you was know what in I mean? her too. <laughs> he was into her both ways. <laughs> but it was only six episodes. We never saw them in bed together, except for that one scene where they're laying opposite from each other. They never had their like clothes off except for, oh, the night when they were being filmed without knowing. But the you didn't really time. even see anything that scene mm-hmm. either. But um, when I was watching this, the reunion with all of them, you guys should watch it. It's really interesting. Yeah, um, you gotta send me the link because I would love to watch it. Yeah, I'll send link. it to both of you. Kevin yeah. Williamson talks yeah. about how... Um, the head of the WB at the time was like, so how long are we doing this for? And they were like, it's going to be six episodes. And uh, he said, you know, we're just keeping it as clean as possible type of thing. And he was just like, good, that's good enough for me. But like, we can't go any further. And they did. They just cut it at the six episodes. And I really thought it went like longer um, until we uh, we're recapping it. I was like, wow, it's over already. But yeah. it didn't last long and it was over before it started. And um, watching it as a kid, I didn't <laughs> think it was that big of a deal. I was just like, oh, it's like a weird storyline that he's like sleeping with his teacher. Like, that's crazy. Every boy, every every young man's dream. <laughs> but now watching it as <laughs> an adult, teacher. you're like, this grown ass woman is sleeping with a child. It's gross. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've listened to them, Becky, but we get so into it with that whole storyline. It's like we get very like, passionate. 
<laughs> yeah, and we're like, he was like 14 last year. Like, he says he's 15. He was just 14. I don't understand her attraction. I don't. We get, get very it. passionate about it. Uh, but like, I but I like her character, and I like the actress. She she yeah. doesn't play it so that she's like this disgusting predator. But she's a predator. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Just like the lady killer. Just like the lady. Just like the lady killer. <laughs> Um, all right. Preying on 16-year-old girls, all Joey's age. Exactly. And uh, ripping up, <laughs> ripping their hearts out <sighs> with one clean swoop. Somebody um, hurt him as a child that clearly shows. No, like Jen said, he's just looking for love, okay? He's just looking for love. Yeah. So now we are in Jen's kitchen where she's slicing up some celery with this big-ass butcher knife. <laughs> Right, like that scene, like I'm like speechless. Nobody is cutting celery with that giant knife. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Bobby Flay. He is not using a giant knife to cut his celery. Jen, you are not using that giant knife to cut celery. You know you're not. Yeah, it was a nice. It was a nice prop for uh for this whole scene. It was. I didn't even right, realize which, she was cutting celery until I heard the chopping. Yeah. I was like, oh, she has but a whole like, thing of celery right there. Yeah, that's just more of the cheesy storyline. Like, how coincidental that, you know, she gets this scary phone call and she's got this, oh, what do you know? I got this giant knife in my hand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this whole scene as it plays out, it's so <laughs> funny. It's so campy. And I love the whole just mirror uh it's like a, it's a whole mirror of the whole opening scene of Scream with Drew Barrymore. Scream, and she yeah. even references Drew Barrymore. It's hilarious. Yeah, he's like, who is this? Uh, they should have her make She literally introduces herself. Drew Barrymore. I, yeah, she says it's Drew Barrymore. But yeah, I agree with you. I was like, oh, that would have been hilarious if she was making popcorn. I, but they never... They Instead never of cutting celery with a giant knife. <laughs> yeah, because she could have easily just grabbed the knife from the butcher block. Right. I, I, don't know. I guess Graham needed celery to... for something. <laughs> Maybe they were having hot what, wings. They're having what? Yeah, what hot wings. Hot wings. <laughs> All that diced celery. <laughs> well, you put right. yeah. You eat celery with your hot wings. It helps with the you know, your mouth dicing there. it up. Where are they going to eat like spoonfuls <laughs> of celery? <laughs> oh. Sorry, I don't know. It wasn't honestly. I just I'm assumed chicken lie, salad. <laughs> I did not notice that she was cutting celery. <laughs> no, I didn't notice either until she walked away from the counter. I never noticed that ever. I was like, oh, she was chopping all that celery. That was a lot of celery. And there's like a big stalk right next to it too. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe she was making some kind of pasta salad or. <laughs> I mean, it's I not. It's not important. <laughs> like we'll we'll talk about this. But it still. kind of. It kind of is, though, because when Graham's eventually comes home after this whole fiasco, she's coming in with grocery bags. So what did she buy? They already had celery. <laughs> what if there was, like, another stock of celery in there? They didn't have enough. Right. Like, that would have added on to the campiness of it. That would have been funny. But, but that's what you mean. Like, if you have celery, odds are you have whatever else you need to make whatever dish it is you're making. Like, I don't know any, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that just randomly have stalks of celery in their fridge, but like, I only buy celery if I'm using it for another dish. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe, just maybe Graham's pulled two on some celery sticks for, you know, yeah, just like, for the hell of it. 
she said, Jen, on your way home, get the celery and I'll get the rest of the stuff. <laughs> exactly. We just didn't see that conversation. Jen's just <laughs> doing her duties until she gets a terrible phone call. So the phone rings and we hear this deep throaty voice and Jen asks who it is. And he says, tell me your name and I'll tell you mine. So at this point, she thinks it's Dawson. So wait, let me ask you. Did you know who it was as soon as you heard the voice? I didn't know who it was. I was trying so hard to listen, but all I could focus on was the fact that he sounded hot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if if that man is going to make a prank call to me, I think I'd be okay with it. So, all right, Becky, what did you think? (laughs) I honestly thought that it was the lady killer. I did not think it was Dawson. Yeah, but I also never pitched, like, I think the whole episode, like, knowing that um, Cliff was behind the note and the phone call, that was actually, I think, one of the only things that shocked me in this episode. But yeah, I honestly thought um, it was the lady killer. I knew it was Cliff as soon as he started talking. Really? (laughs) Yes, even back then. I remember going, oh, it's Cliff. I could tell his voice. I could tell it was him. I remember thinking it sounded kind of familiar, but I just got distracted. (laughs) <laughs> I never thought it was Dawson. As soon as I heard, well, no, when I saw the note in the locker, I did think that was Dawson. Um, but then when I heard the voice, I said, oh, it's Cliff. He's totally I knew it like definitely wasn't Dawson. I knew the voice wasn't, but I just couldn't place who it was. And then I don't know. Scott Foley, who plays Cliff, has a very... Um, distinct? Yeah, he has a very distinct voice to me. Hmm. Maybe it's just, I just noticed these types of things, but I knew it was him when I heard it. And, but I played along. I like listened. I just wanted to like see how it played out. I didn't want to, I'm one of those people that's like, I know who it is, but I don't want to like admit it. Cause I want to see it like it out to the end. I don't want to ruin it for myself. <laughs> you don't want to ruin it. Did. <laughs> yeah. I did that with books um, all the time when I figure out the plot before I get, you know, like hundred pages in and I'm like, oh, I know how this is going to end. <laughs> yeah. But you're like, no, I just want to, I want to pretend like I don't know, but I know. Yeah. Maybe I'll be surprised. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Maybe something <laughs> weird will happen. <laughs> Like um, me watching this episode 18 times. Like, <laughs> each time I watched it, I thought it was somebody else with the phone. I was like, no. no. <laughs> and then you get there it's and you're Casey like, oh, this time. That's right. It's Gramps. <laughs> no, it's Gramps. <laughs> oh, poor Gramps. He woke up for five minutes to call her. Um, so she uh, says... So she thinks it's Dawson. She tells him she got his note and now she feels like she's a part of the scares, but now he can stop. And the man asks her, who's Dawson? And she says, yeah, I saw this movie. And he asks her what her name is. And she says, Drew Barrymore. She tells him, why don't they cut to the chase? And and she asks him, what's his favorite scary movie? And he says, Friday the 13th. And Jen tells him, hers is the Ten Commandments. Don't ask, (laughs) which is funny. (laughs) um so she I says, did actually think that was that was a funny I thought um, it was little cute. fun that she had yeah her whole relationship with religion and god it's it is really funny I will say yeah I think I actually may want to sort of take back my statement about Jen's character being a little boring and blah because I do actually like the back and forth that her and Grams have like how they yes. do yeah. that that's yes. cute they have that cute little arguing, like they go back and forth with each other and like a very just, I don't know, like it's a very cute relationship that she has with her grandma that they joke around. I feel like, you know, she's just, even with other stuff, how, you know, Graham's always saying go to church and she's very firm on what she, she stands up to her, but they still have that friendship. So 
I will yeah, it's very I take back my statement. Right. I will say that I like Jen's character when she's <laughs> doing that back and forth with Grams. When her and Grams are together, I like Jen. But Jen by herself, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> okay we've retracted we've retracted statements we've said ourselves so. yes we have <laughs> i think i'm, I'm even notorious for saying dumb stuff too so please don't. <laughs> I, know. I think i've even retracted a statement about uh cliff at one point so um, we've retracted something at some point so it'll yeah it'll it, it'll never not happen <laughs> Um, she asks him if he's the lady killer waiting outside on a cellular to cut her heart out. I was like, remember when we used to call them cellular phones? My, remember my sister used to be like, why are you calling it a cellular phone, Steven? <laughs> Let's call it, just call it a cell phone. <laughs> I don't remember. And then like, do we even, do we even remember what they looked like back in that time? Like, because now we have smartphones, but I remember waiting mine. outside on the cellular, that's what I mean, like. She's probably referencing like a flip phone with an antenna and like the big the Zach Morris phone. I was watching Saved by the Bell yesterday and I binged like an entire season because they're only like 23 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> and like even I'm so Carrie happy. Was, I know. Well, I, I just I was trying to find something to watch and it's on Netflix right now. So yeah. um, you know, we were eating dinner and I just put it on and then we were both finished. And I kid you not, we just sat there and stared at the TV. We didn't want to get up to like put the dishes away. We just I'm like I feel like I need to pause this because we both want to get up but we don't he's like I'm not watching this I'm like you're a lying lag you're so lying to me right now that's so funny I love Stay by the Bell <laughs> we have a Stay by the Bell uh connection in this episode by the way so in this Boston Creek episode mm-hmm. oh I, right? I missed it. yeah I missed that too I can't wait <laughs> I was so excited because as soon as I saw who this person was, I knew exactly who it was from Save by the Bell. So we, uh, I'll get to it when I'll say it when we get to it. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so yeah, she says, are you outside on a cellular ready to cut my heart out? And uh, he says, maybe. And she says, you have to find a better heart. Mine's a little dented. <laughs> and Wow, wow, well, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes and says, Oh, it's self-inflicted. Are you yeah. really on a pity party right now? <laughs> self-inflicted. Um like you're on the phone with this guy who's I mean, for all you know, is literally a serial killer and you're pouring your heart out to him. Like she's just so oh, what was me? Is all I can say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so sad. a complete well, she, I think she's just she does really truly think that it's Dawson on the phone. Yeah. She doesn't think she's actually talking yeah. to a stranger. But I mean, even still, it really is just <laughs> right. pity party, man. It's just pity Jen. Pity, pity Jen. Pity party. Pity party. <laughs> pity party. So she says, that's enough, Dawson. This is as far as we need to go with this. And he says, once again, who's Dawson? Once again, who's Dawson? That's when I was like, that's Cliff. I know it's him. So then she goes and opens up a curtain to see if he's outside. And he says that would be too predictable. He's much closer than that. And Jen's starting to get really freaked out now. So this is when she grabs the knife off the counter. <laughs> and she's like holding like it like. Celery around. <laughs> <laughs> the celery like flies off the counter. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, at this point, she still thinks it's Dawson. And she tells him, you didn't sneak into the house, did you? Because you're lucky my grams isn't here. And the guy says, this guy, this guy Dawson sounds like a real loser. <laughs> I 
was like, it's not Dawson. Yeah, um, that was an obvious a cliff move. Then I don't know what one. Yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of mean. Um, so, so this is when Jen defends him. She's like, he's not. He's just a little out there, but in a good way. And <laughs> <laughs> so now he asks her how her grandfather is, and she runs to his room and notices that the window's open. So now she's like panicking. And she's officially scared. And she says that he can come out now. She goes, this part confused me. So she goes to walk forward. With all the pills in her. Yeah. So Everything's on knocked, the floor. She looked, so she it's sees so, the Did you see his open. dentures? His teeth were on the floor. They were his dentures? Uh, I just thought they were dentures. pills and a picture frame. It were pills, picture I frame, and I'm pretty sure his teeth. Oh my god, that's hilarious! I have to go back and watch it because I didn't I'm notice. Pretty it was comp- yeah. it, it's real I didn't quick. See the dentures. I'm pretty sure. I just, yeah, I just see the pile of pills in the picture frame, and I'm like, what does this have to do with anything that's going <laughs> on right now? All no, I saw they- was the pills in the teeth. I swear, his teeth. Now I feel like where I'm were they? I'm making it up. <laughs> they were on top of the dress, like so. No, they she weren't was going to the window. <clears throat> she was shutting like was- the window, and when she turned around, they fell. I rewound that so many times because I could not understand how those things got knocked on the floor because there's, she goes to the window, she turns back around, and then we just assume she I knocked she them over. I thought she stepped on it, yeah. But the door from the closet opens, and that's when she starts to get even more scared because she thinks he's in the closet. But when she goes down to the floor, I was like, but they weren't on the on the dresser. I thought she stepped on them. I, I don't know. Maybe I they were already... She does, she does. She does step on them. That's like, you know, like it's all just so like it's a weird just, because at one point then like the grand grandpa's hand falls like they could have just left it at <laughs> on that. her head. But, like, <laughs> right, but like they could have just left it at that. Like that was kind of freaky enough as it is. Like this is the scare episode. So like yeah, grandpa's hand falling on her when she's looking under the bed. That's scary. Like did you see how rough she was on the ground? Arm like, back on the bed. <laughs> I know she's like he can't feel it she did. <laughs> and then she's still yelling on the phone and she's got the knife waving over top of her grandpa her gramps and I was like oh this is hilarious she's yeah so she's like freaking out and I wrote she tells Dawson this is no longer funny and she's waving around Wait, this huge knife over her gramps <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it is it like the next episode or two, like when Gramps actually wakes up? Like she probably woke him up. If he wakes up pretty soon, he's probably like waking up remember. because she's like shaking off and throwing his hand <laughs> and waving a knife and wrapping <laughs> Yeah, that scene with the hand cracked me up. When she, when the hand plops down and hits her on the head, and she's all like, the celery scared. juice. <laughs> Maybe it was so the celery. Maybe he really <laughs> likes celery, and that's what wakes him up. You know, he smelled the celery getting waved. Oh, it's like one of those things that like that you <laughs> the, like put thing. Yeah, the smelling salt. Uh, we should get a whiff of celery from the knife and the metal of the knife. <laughs> He's like. <laughs> Jennifer, what are you doing? <laughs> she was, yeah, but when she grabs his hand and just plops it back on his on the bed, so I rough, thought that was man. hilarious. I was like, um, man, she's rough with him. <laughs> so he keeps saying, stop calling me Dawson. And she's like, who are you? And he says, guess. And she hears somebody trying to come into the front door. And um, she says, she screams out, who's there? And it reminded me of Drew Barrymore from Scream because it was like a literal, literal scene from that movie. She runs to the kitchen and sees that the kitchen door is open and she goes to 
run towards it, I guess, to close it. And then Grams comes behind her and grabs her shoulder and she like turns around with the knife and, like, <laughs> Grams. and she's like jennifer what are you doing honestly though grams was real calm when her granddaughter is waving this giant butcher knife around in the air she's like okay she's just assuming she just got done cutting all the celery yeah, she's like real calm like why are you freaking out you know who's on the phone <laughs> at this point i thought the dude hung up you know and then she's like oh wait who are you I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So weird. Comes in and says, I couldn't find my front door key, but she came in through the front door. Yeah, that's what I thought. The door was still open. Yeah, I was like, how did she do that? She So she couldn't come through there the front door. quite a few miss up, mishaps in this episode because there's another one or two that I noticed later later on that I'll point out too but like so it was definitely an error because I was kept thinking like well maybe their kitchen is in the front and I'm like but no like you can clearly see even later on when she goes out on the date and comes home like the front door comes through the living room like unless she so she's trying to get in through the front door right so she can't get in is and that really Jen, the front door though yeah because she says she's trying to when she but, was trying but, to open but it. wait but let's think about this for a second so the oh wait wait with the we're, porch we're now dissecting jen's house grams's house <laughs> they, she might have like three doors because yeah dawson has that like sunroom porch so yeah. and they, it's all I facing mean, the creek this- not the street what in the street side be technically the front of the house and they just happen to use the back I, door i can't even think about <laughs> it <laughs> i'm blown <laughs> We're going to need a map of the Lindley residence. Yeah, we're gonna need the a map Leary of residence, of the, of the residence. residence, the, Lin- the Leary, all of their residences. I want blueprints <laughs> and I want them today. I keep saying we're going to find them because we cannot figure out uh, Joey's house at all. It's crazy. No. Every time it's bigger inside it, than it is outside. Right. Um, so, like, where did that room come from in this shack? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it either. Um, but yeah, so Grams comes in, somehow magically appears in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> she just like uh just like appeared she just showed up so and her, she dog, says, her granddaughter's waving a giant knife <laughs> yeah and so she says like who's who are you talking to on the phone and the voice just says soon jennifer soon and but she asked first it's like as if jen wasn't already on the phone for the last five minutes graham <laughs> says who's on the phone and then she goes who is this like <laughs> <laughs> it's only the same question she's been asking for the past yeah, minutes. right like what do you think because post grams of him now that like this guy's gonna give up his identity like this 80 some year old woman is gonna make intimidate a this man on the phone that much oh my god yeah. my she's grandma's like, so now so tell me your name <laughs> i know <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> Two of us have knives and she's got God on her side. And we've got celery. And we've got <laughs> celery and more groceries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else could she have been bringing home? Seriously. Well, um, you guys like grandmoms. Do? Probably is, grandmoms have a lot of groceries, I feel like. <laughs> they cook a lot. My grandma, <laughs> when I take my grandma food shopping, which isn't that often, she always knows exactly what to get. It's so funny. And um I'm always like surprised at what she's buying, but she always, she always makes sure she gets like extra so that she doesn't like run out. She's like, your grandfather loves those oatmeal pies. Oh, your grandfather loves that cereal. Cause I have to take her to Aldi sometimes. And, um, which I hate Aldi's. And then when I started taking her there, I was like, Oh my God, this store is so cheap. It's amazing. (laughs) And then I had like a whole cart full of shit. 
But yeah, well, that's what Grams is preparing for. She's going to get Grams some snacks. <laughs> she, she got she got Grams some oatmeal pies, even though he's probably on a feeding tube. Um, and his teeth are on the carpet. Yeah, I have to watch that back now because I don't remember seeing it. <laughs> Along with all this crushed up medication. <laughs> yeah, I, all I thought was that they look like like black sesame seeds. I was like, who has that many black little black pills? That is a Weird. lot of candy on the floor. <laughs> I wonder what kind of medicine it was. <laughs> Heart medicine. <laughs> we hear the song, Will You Drive Me by the Rosenbergs. And we're now at Dawson's on his porch. And uh, he's about to go hang up another haunted. Uh, the, thing, the thing from Pacey's locker. <laughs> yeah, that's what it did look like. It did. Um, and okay. we see Joey coming up to the porch and he just chucks it behind the uh, wicker furniture. <laughs> and she says, uh, it's too late. I already saw it. And he's like, see what? And he's already holding on to the string. And then he like tries to throw the string and they're having this like back and forth. And she says she wants to go see what it is. And it's like some, like, they're just play fighting. And he like, again, they're touchy, her. touchy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're touchy, touchy again. Yeah. I, I like, I just don't understand it. Um, so she tells him she's on to him, even though he puts on this act, this Richie Cunningham uh, act where he's so innocent and like he does nothing wrong. And um, he says, then you have nothing to fear. Then we hear a horn honking and it's Pacey coming up in the Woody station wagon, taking them to get food for their seance party. I'm like, I'm like sitting here going, when did Pacey get his permit or his license or whatever? And then later you find out the, he took, he borrowed, he didn't steal. He borrowed the car from family because it doesn't have a key. You don't steal from family, you borrow. That's what he's But he has to hotwire it. So, I mean. But he drove in the last episode. But that was, that, well, so that was two things. So yes, he didn't have a key. That was another one of the little error mix-ups that I was going to point out because at the end of the episode, so he does say, I don't have the key. But then at the end of the episode, when they're all running out after the party's over, you uh-huh. can clearly see him starting the car and driving off. And the key Oh, I missed on. that. <laughs> I, I, I like, didn't even, I, I have to watch that again because I missed that too. But that and it makes a lot of sense because you do, he does the notion. I know with certain older vehicles, you don't need the key. You can turn it over just using like, you know, because they've got those metal prongs that stick out. Oh, yeah. But I don't remember if, um, but he said, you know, he told Joey while they're in the parking lot, he said, can you stay in the car? I can't turn it off. Yeah. So now, right. I, don't, now I don't want to believe. <laughs> but but the car was off the whole time you were at Dawson's and you were yeah. easily able to start it and pull off when you're being attacked. <laughs> I never even thought of We're finding all of the errors you guys did on this episode. <laughs> Becky, Becky's good at the continuity then, stuff. <laughs> I was just like... But then oh. also with Jamie... But then also what Jamie said, like, um, does he have his license? That was the other giveaway that this is out of sequence. Because in the episode with him and Joey, he is driving and gets his license. Or they make that a big deal that he gets his license or something. Yeah, and he was, yeah, because he was driving the truck in the last episode. Yeah, he was driving the truck. But then Joey says, I don't know. (laughs) Joey says she hates driving with him, though, because he's a menace on the road. So she's driven with him before. Yeah, in the truck. Oh. She seemed to be fine then. She didn't complain then. So I don't know. 
Um, yeah. And they, were, and they were naked. And he was a licensed, <laughs> technically, I guess he would have been a licensed driver, so he would have been a better driver if we're going in sequence. <laughs> We'd hope so. <laughs> yeah, you would think. He would get better. We need to have a conversation with whoever works with motor vehicles in Cape Side, because clearly they are not <laughs> as strict as we thought they were. They said, uh, this is the chief's son. Just give him the license. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, his dad's the chief of police, and he's just letting... Oh, oh I can't. Because it's going to hurt my head. I can't. Because as soon as you said, <laughs> as soon as you said that he left the car, um, had to turn the car over with the keys when they got in after the store, I never thought of that. And then at the end, when he left the house, no, not, I never not thought the, of that. No, not no that was at the end the after store. they were all running. Yeah. They were yeah. leaving Dawson's house. house. Yeah. But that's why he leaves Joey in the car by herself when they go into the convenience store. Because he says, I can't really turn it off because they don't have the keys. Right. So she's technically sitting in the car while it's on and running. They don't turn the car off until they go to Dawson's house. Right. I wonder if they just did that so that the creep could come and approach Joey. Yeah. And so they had to give an excuse. Well, yeah. How can we make they had Joey to put her... stay in the car? Exactly. We'll just... That's exactly what I thought. They had yeah. to come up with this dumb thing about the car so that this guy can approach Joey somehow. Real, More realistically, though, like, I mean, she could have just said, I wanted to wait in the car because you two were annoying. And like, yeah. that would have been more believable to me than like, I can't turn the car off. <laughs> right. like, like, no, you guys go on ahead without me. I don't need anything from the convenience store. I'll just, you know, sit here by my lonesome. Cause I I'm mean, gonna, right. I'm going to listen to the radio or something. Like make it a little more believable. In the my writers case, were, the writers were just being so crazy that day. They were like, I have the greatest idea about this car and Pacey and a way to get Joey to stay in it so that the lady killer can approach her. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, And then we're going to forget very... about it. So that when Pacey leaves at the end of the night, he actually so frazzled, he actually, you know, sticks a key in the ignition and turns it over. And, you know, all of a sudden he's got keys. So we see him driving. Yeah. So he pulls into the convenience store all wild. And we already just said it. He tells Joey to stay in the car because he can't turn the car off. He doesn't have the key. And she says, oh, I forget. You steal it. And the way she even said that line, it was weird. Oh, I forget. You steal it. And he says, yeah. And he says, you don't steal from family. You borrow. So she waits in the car and um, inside the store, as Dawson and Pacey go and we see this couple arguing. And they're just very dysfunctional. <laughs> they're just yelling <laughs> at each other. And um, Pacey asks Dawson if they should like do something. And Dawson says, it's a domestic squabble. Back off. Like, I wouldn't do anything either. I'd be like, mind your own That's business. Crazy. I'm, yeah, I'm actually shocked that they had that come out of, that they had the roles the way that they did. Because I feel like that's something more that would come out of Pacey's mouth. Like, I feel like Dawson would be more of the one to be like, oh, should we go in and like try and like mediate the situation and help them? Like, (laughs) I don't know, because I mean, in episodes past, Dawson doesn't really seem very confrontational. Where Pacey, I mean, we've seen Pacey confront people. He's stood up for when Joey was drunk at that, that beach party, you know what I mean? He kind of stepped in then and then Dawson ended up taking the yeah. credit for it. I, I see, I see Dawson not being very confrontational. I was surprised with the way he worded it. I feel like that wasn't really him, but him not <laughs> wanting to be confrontational about it seemed more of his character. Whereas Pacey's like, I feel like this is not right. I want to step in and do something. Yeah. I, that was I agree with, with Jamie. I, cause I feel like Pacey's the one who's always trying to, 
not be a hero, but like he wants to make stands up for the, the little guy, you know. Yeah, he's like this woman doesn't deserve to be screamed at. Meanwhile, later, you know, like she fucking totally deserved whatever it was that they were arguing about because they're both <laughs> wackos. And Dawson, I have to, I'm like more like Dawson in this situation. It's not that I'm not like like I'm afraid to uh, get involved in a situation. If I saw like something terrible happening, I would probably step in. But I mean, I'm not gonna like fight anybody. But I'm more of the, the, uh, it's not my problem. <laughs> I'm going to keep out of this, you know? Well, at this um, point too, it's only like, it's mostly verbal. It's only yeah. like a little bit of physical. It's not like, you know, she they're like knocking each in. other out. Yeah, she's, he's kind of like <laughs> holding her still. And she's the one that's kind of beating him up, you know, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. She's totally nuts. Uh, I feel like at that kind of stage, it's like, I, I probably would have just been like, let me watch, but I'm not going to get involved unless it escalated and that's when the police would get called and you yeah know, he could call grow. Doug right and Doug could try to check out the boyfriend Eddie and see if he has like a nice butt and <laughs> maybe like try to sleep with him on the down low oh, <laughs> that type of thing oh Dougie <laughs> Um, well, he's not out of the closet yet so so the girlfriend uh the guy leaves the girlfriend and she yells after him and she says where do you think you're going and this is when she <laughs> calls him a puke <laughs> yes <laughs> She sees uh, Dawson and Pacey and she just goes up to them like nothing was happening. And she's like, hi, boys. Are you having a party? Is it a, is it a milk and cookies kind of a party? And Pacey says it doesn't have to be. And she says, oh, don't tell me you're not 21. And he's like, you know, just in a couple more months. And she yells out, do you want me to screw you a bottle of wine? <laughs> like really loud. <laughs> and Pacey's just like, uh, yeah, sure. At the clerk at the, at the counter, like, is she, is she paying attention? Not doing anything. And um, she just grabs the bottle and puts it like in her purse or whatever. And he's like, you're not going to pay for that first. And she's like, oh, where would the fun in that be? <laughs> it was, I yeah, thought it was hilarious. Cool. It was hilarious. I just think that whole scene in the convenience store was just, it was very entertaining and funny, but it was just so bizarre. Like with yes. the whole, I don't know, presence of what the show is. Like it's another one of those things that like, it just doesn't really fit with the rest of what Dawson Creek is to me. Like how you said, yeah. like it's just this wackadoodle lady who we never see again in the series. And she's just <laughs> so out there. Like she doesn't belong. And you could tell both of this couple not from his side and then you just have this weird store clerk who like hey so like didn't do anything when he's hearing all this going on the fighting and the stealing of the wine it's just like it really was just like a full moon friday the 13th episode yeah. it was just so yeah. weird like i feel like bizarre really his nail on the head is a description word for this episode because nothing makes sense at all uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> It's so out there. And and these characters, she's, you know, at the end when she's walking out and she's like, oh, sorry about the window. I work at the bowling alley, so I'll get you a discount on your shoes. Bye. I'm like, oh, my God. So she is from Cape Side. Like, I don't want to brought her home to begin with because she's just no. a random crazy person. I, re- I literally um, wrote chick in the store is a loco. That is literally what I wrote <laughs> for this scene. <laughs> she's nuts. Um, well, we find out that her name is Ursula and she's played by an actress named Jennifer McComb, who was in the two part Saved by the Bell episode titled Home for Christmas. And she played the homeless girl, Laura, who Zach meets at the mall, uh, who works at the clothing store. 
Yeah. So she's our and connection. It was, like, she lived it, it was like her and the dad lived in the car, right? Yeah. That's her. She had different color hair, no? She had dark yeah, she hair. She had like really blonde hair in the Stay by the Bell. And in this, I think she has like dark hair on Dawson's Creek. No, she, oh, she has Three, blonde hair in Dawson's Creek. I couldn't remember what she looked like. I know what episode you're talking about, Stay by the Bell. I just can't remember what she looks like off the top of my head. I remember watching this back then. And like, I'm, I just recognize actors. And I said, oh, she was the homeless girl in Stay by the Bell. So uh, yeah, I never would have known that if you didn't mm-hmm. tell me. I didn't recognize the voice, the face. You're welcome. I wouldn't have known the name. <laughs> Thank you. It's my job. It's my job here, guys. Um, so now, now we're with Joey in the car and we see her reach up to change the channel on the radio. And when she goes back to sit down, the camera follows her and there's a guy standing at the window mm-hmm. and she's like, a little startled and he tells her to roll down the window and she rolls it down just Wait, a little hold bit on. did we notice <laughs> so like she, when she goes up she like turns the radio on for like a second and then like turns it off again like yeah it just is there was nothing I, mean, I know we're right like we're i know we're setting the scene up but it's just another one of those things and it's like can we think of something better <laughs> yeah it's I just think we're all in agreement that this is just a very odd episode of the show (laughs) because it's such an odd theme and it's Friday the 13th. And yeah, it just, it just makes sense. It's just such a very campy episode. It's just like, I feel like they purposely made it to be like a corny Friday the 13th movie from the eighties. Loaded with cheese whiz. Exactly. <laughs> Loaded with cheese whiz. So he asks her what her name is. She says Joey. He says his name is David. And he says he's a little lost. He says he was on his way to Providence and took a wrong turn somewhere. And she says, you're more than a little lost. So he asks her if she can help him with directions. So she says, sure. You just need to take Elm Street, which is up that street. Ah, and- but wait, I never caught the reference to Freddie. They, I mean, they don't say Freddy. They just say Elm Street. Elm Street's probably. I know, but I never. Right, I never made the correlation until just now. Like I knew she said Elm Street, but like Elm Street is just such a common thing. But like now that we're pointing out, that was one that I missed as a reference. It's so funny though. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. She said Elm Street. Because I honestly, I don't think I I recognized that either back then. I noticed it last night as soon as she said it. I said, oh, she said Elm Street. I never noticed it. I don't know about you guys. You just said it. But she said it so fast. I didn't even know what street she said. I'm like, she said what? That street? Elm Street? I don't know what she said. I couldn't even hear her. Yeah, she, Katie Holmes talks so fast sometimes. But yeah, she said, she tells him that he needs to take Elm Street until he gets to the highway. And she just notices that the guy is just staring at her. And you can tell that she's getting uncomfortable. And he apologizes and says, you have the most intense eyes. They're really piercing. And you can tell Joey is like, like she kind of likes the compliment, but she's also like a little smitten by this older guy complimenting her. Yeah, but she's, you can tell that she's also kind of like put off. Yeah, a little bit, but she's taking the compliment, you know? He tells her that he's really tired and that he's been on the road all day and asks her if there's a hotel in the area and if she lives nearby, which is creepy. Um, it is creepy. And PSA, she doesn't... guys, stranger danger. Do not roll down your windows. <laughs> do not talk to people that you do not know, okay? Don't talk to strangers, friends. 
don't do it. Okay. <laughs> Especially when they're asking you really personal questions. Like, do you live here? And yeah, like some creeper you know, guy just comes this, up to your car. And, and he's just staring questions. at you. I know, but you know what? But that also like goes to like show like how times have also changed because yeah. I, mean, I take Uber a lot. So, I mean, I'm getting in the car with these, crazy uber drivers who now know where i live because they're dropping me off like yeah that's true. that is stranger that I means technically that stranger danger like we were i don't know yeah like back this, in the day like even now if anybody came up to my car and asked for directions i'd be like no no no, no. like but I mean, I mean we're getting it, in the car with strangers totally totally but it, i mean it's one thing like if this dude is literally staring at her like yeah. she yeah, literally he's sits so back creepy. and he's gazing like intensely like it is a different kind of he played a creep perfectly okay i don't know who this actor is but he nailed he nailed that character His name like, the actor's name is david blanchard and fun fact he was kevin williamson's boyfriend at the time so oh well yeah. he played a perfect creep david blanchard who played david yeah, right <laughs> it's so funny the lady killer um i just <laughs> He hates women so much. <laughs> but or he loves I just, them. I don't I don't know. If uh, moral of my story is if a random dude or girl who is totally creepy just randomly walks up to you and is asking you all of these questions, just you know, walk away. Don't Maybe keep anything. your eye on him, you know. <laughs> Watch for the creepers and where <laughs> In Joey's defense, she doesn't really have the best parental guidance to kind of know right from wrong. I mean She's sleeping in Dawson's bed every night, which <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not good for the age group. Um, you would so, think Bessie would be I'm on just, her a little bit more, considering her own situation. I know exactly, but that's the thing. Exactly, like Joey was just so like, oh yeah, like I'll just talk to this guy, like, and nobody, and I mean, not nobody, but I mean, we're all saying we wouldn't roll down the window. She's just okay, like. Yeah, I wish only did it like a clap, clap. I guess that is, yeah. Yeah, she does roll down the window just enough. So, like, I mean, he could. I don't know. Right. <laughs> 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 he could still stick his hand in there. I you mean, know? Yeah, yeah. There was at least arm arm thickness. I don't. I don't know where I'm going with this, but he could at least put his arm in there. Like the crack. <laughs> my crack would have been like a half an inch. If I could talk. To I would have just. Pretended like I didn't see him until <laughs> or he that. <laughs> I would have been like, no Yeah, way. I'm not looking until he's at knocking you. on the door, and you're like, No, really, don't want to talk to you. Sorry, um, but back I don't... in the 90s, they I didn't have hear. those fancy cellulars that they could, you know, <laughs> pretend to do that on. They had the, the actual cellular, so she couldn't even pretend she was like testing or anything. They couldn't she could play one of those, that's true. They couldn't play one of those TikTok videos where they're like, if you are by yourself and you feel like someone's behind you, play this video. Hey, are you almost home? Nod yes. <laughs> or say yes. <laughs> hey, are you close to the house? Say, this is when you say yes. <laughs> like, they're all prompted. <laughs> I hate those videos. I, like, I didn't even know one, those existed, but now I'm glad that I do. <laughs> one person made one and then a hundred people made them and they think that they're so like important but i don't know so at this point we're like thinking this is the lady killer right we're like oh this guy's totally the killer i'm assuming enough i'm assuming he is me too right yeah i mean he's been traveling all night he's lost and he's trying to get back and he's lost but now all of a sudden he's tired and he wants a hotel and do you live nearby yeah and he's asking her he's (laughs) 
And he's only interested in girls Joey's age, asking her all these questions. Yeah. So as soon as I saw this creeper, I was like, oh, I bet you that's the lady killer. So so at this point, Dawson comes out of the store and asks if um, he needs anything. Like, what's going on? Do you need something? And the guy just says, we're good sport. He calls him sport, which I thought was so (laughs) condescending. Uh, he turns back to Joey and says, you know, thanks for all the help. And she says, good luck. So then Dawson gets in the back seat with Joey and sort of like reprimands her a little bit. He's like, didn't your mother ever tell you not to talk to strangers? And she's like, just obviously not. She didn't tell me to stay out of teenage boys in bed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I Dawson. Mean, how I've been old climbing was in your she bedroom before window. she passed away, though, right? How old was she? Was, they say she was in sixth grade, so like 12 years old. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I guess we would hope, one would hope that they had that conversation before that age. Don't talk to strangers, like toddlers, you know, at least. Joey's Don't so, walk away. Joey's so strong-willed, though, and like level-headed, I think, where and like she's nobody's fool, I feel like. So it was interesting to me that that she would be the person out of the group that would just give in to talking to this random guy you know what i mean i do i do agree and i actually like that you brought that up because that was like kind of something like when we get towards the end like she's kind of like i mean with the whole creepy ursula's boyfriend like she's kind of like the heroine at the end of the story like when she knocks him over the head like joey's just one of those like yeah like she's the badass like you know she's she totally saved you know, his ass. Yeah, I'm just saying. Is, she's, <laughs> I was so happy. In the whole series, like she is, she's you know the kick-ass girl, and like it, it, so. It is interesting that you say that, Stephen. That like she's put there as the target because yes, you would think out of the group it would probably be Jen. <laughs> yeah, you would think, right? Mm. She's busy changing her shirt to be <laughs> or not in Becky's case. <laughs> Maybe she's washing it because she loved the shirt so much that she wanted to wear it on the date. So she went home after she was done chopping the celery. She's like, oh, no, I got celery on my shirt. And, and her adrenaline made her all sweaty. <laughs> you know what? Maybe she washed it to date. the point where it's not as red. Now it's kind of a lighter shade. Her no, pink. Yeah, and short sleeve shirt. And it's short sleeve now. She cut it off. She was too hot after that. I'm going to send you. That she had like a hot flash after having that whole conversation with the scary dude on her on her uh you know on her phone. So she had to cut the sleeves off because she was sweating bullets, you know. I don't know. <laughs> she was wearing one of those um hyperthermal shirts from the from the nineties uh, where if your body heat changed, your shirt color changed. That's what it was. And she and she cut the yeah, she got the butcher knife and she sliced it. Wait, I don't remember this at all. This was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember my sister had one. If you like touch it with your hands, it would turn it would change color. That's like those murder bath mats where as soon as you get out of the shower, yeah, exactly. you red like you're bleeding. <laughs> Very appropriate for this episode. <laughs> yeah, I want one of those, okay? I want like the bath mat that looks like you're bleeding as soon as you walk out and you're dripping everywhere. I'm serious. <laughs> so Joey tells Dawson, like, I was just trying to help. And Dawson says, you know, that's the oldest trick in the book. Next thing you know, you'll end up in the woods with tape on your mouth and a rope around your neck, which was so creepy to say to your friend. specific, oddly, too. Um, yeah. Tells him he's so paranoid. And Dawson says that serial killers are usually white males in their 20s. And this is the 90s. You need to be more careful. So you tell her, Dawson. You tell her. Joey just whatever's him. And to me, um, David looked a lot older than, than me t- in his 20s. Yeah, I agree. 
Mm-hmm. And if he didn't have the crazy eyes, I would have thought he was kind of hot. But, you know. I thought he was at least in his, his 30s. That's yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't think he was in his 20s at all. He was definitely at least in 30s. Maybe early yeah, 30s. Yeah, he seemed old. Yeah, he seemed older to me. Yeah, me too. But it's probably because these high school kids or these actors were on their way of pushing to be in their 20s. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. In in reality, like they were like 18 and 19. (laughs) They were the serial killer age. That's what it was. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like Cliff, he should be. Oh, don't even get me started on Cliff. Scott Foley looks like a grown ass 35 year old man in high school in in this show. I feel like every time I see Cliff, because it's always a different episode. He just looks like he gets older and older. I'm like, is he I'm like from that like a full on beard? Let me see. It's like that movie with was it Robin Williams or whatever, where he's a kid but he's like an a oh Jack Jack Jack. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. I remember that movie. <laughs> Every time I see Cliff, he's older. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. So now we see Pacey outside waiting for Ursula. She hands him the wine and he holds it up and says, Cabernet Sauvignon, my favorite. Oh, <laughs> that was funny. He asks her if she'd like to come over for the seance. And this is when her boyfriend comes out of nowhere, I guess on the side of the store, he just shows up and he starts yelling at her again to get in the car. And she tells Pacey that she'd love to go to the party. And the boyfriend is just screaming at her and running towards them. And now they're running to try to get into Pacey's car to get out of there. And um, we see the boyfriend come up to, to the side of the station wagon and he's like pounding on the window. And then that's when they finally like get out of the, the driveway or the parking lot. But I didn't notice if he turned the key in this part or not. I just he didn't. All he did was he put it in the reverse. Okay. Because the, the shit, the, you know, the gear thing was on the actual console. Okay. So he, so now, he just put it in reverse and backed out. At least from what I saw, he's like, "All right, I'm moving, I'm going." <laughs> so now, they're well, yeah, because this is where, yeah, because this is where the car is supposed to be technically on, since it doesn't have the key. At least that was consistent, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I love how we're so <laughs> pressed about this. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Terry would turn to me, and be like, "It's just a show, Jamie." I know it's a wheelchair situation all over again. That drove me nuts. Okay. That was just way too convenient that Pacey would just randomly show up with a wheelchair. I'm just saying. Now we're at Jen's and uh, we see Cliff picking her up for their date. And she says seven o'clock on the dot. And Grams comes out to greet him. And she says she's heard a lot about him, mainly because he goes to church. And Jen says that Grams is drooling. Graham tells Cliff to have her home by midnight or else she'll turn into a pumpkin. Jen tells Cliff, she likes you. That's not a that's not a good sign, which I thought was funny. That was funny. <laughs> and he doesn't even get it. He doesn't even get the joke. She just says Clifford. Yeah. Clifford. Clifford. I've seen you. You go I've seen you in the church. She's in the church. Funny. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the only reason why she really likes him is because he goes to church. Yeah, exactly. Oh, hundred percent. Exactly. Um, so Jen looks less than thrilled about this date. Oh. She looks less than... Th- oh, so wait. This is what, how I know she's wearing a, sh- a short sleeve shirt. One, because I saw it. And two, um, <laughs> she says maybe she should go in and get a jacket because it's cold out. And he says they're only going uh, 100 feet away. And she says, oh, where? And he says, we're going next door to Dawson's. And this is when she's like less than thrilled about going to Dawson's for their date. So now we're at Dawson's. Ursula is like looking around the house and he's, she's saying how nice it is. And we see all the kids do that thing where they like, all slowly like 
uh, come into the scene from the side of like the oh, wall, yeah. and they're all just watching her. And um, she <laughs> she goes and picks up a uh, a can of she goes oh caramel corn, and she opens it up, and the snakes the fake snakes fly out into her face, and she screams like really obnoxiously, and then she starts laughing hysterically, like she really is crazy. There's something she wrong really does that a few times in this episode. Every every. <laughs> Every time she gets scared or startled, she screams bloody murder like she's actually about to die. And then she like pauses and then laughing. I love it so much, but it really drives in that she's freaking nuts. (laughs) Yeah, I thought I liked her. I liked her character. I liked her character. You you couldn't tell if she was being like, if she was off or if she was being like, serious or she was just fucking with them like i feel like sometimes yeah. she's kind of fucking with them like when they when they sit down to do the seance and they start telling scary stories and she like she her scary story is literally has truth to it I and i think that's what's so yeah scary because they're all like shit she might really have something in her purse you know she's gonna kill us all but she's also it's a grown so woman hanging out with a bunch of high school kids like right. it's so bizarre she um, plays your part well too so uh, Which is another she, predator reference that we have in this show once again, like these adults going after and having sex with these young teenage kids. It happened in the last episode too. Oh no, <laughs> not last episode. It happened in the road trip episode where Dawson is hooking up with the older woman in the bar, and she's yeah. like, "Before I card you, remember?" Yeah. Um. So. Ursula is like who she starts screaming and then she's laughing and she says who did that and Joey says Dawson too easy and she says she loves to be scared her boyfriend Eddie scares the goop out of her and she says she needs a drink so then they all sort of like scatter away and Jen walks over to Dawson and starts to tell him how he really scared her that day and he has no idea what she's talking about she says, you know, don't play dumb with me. I know you're trying to scare me. And he says, no, I'm not. Why would I do that? She says, because that's what you do. It's Friday the 13th. And he says, this is the extent of it. The fake snakes. Besides, he didn't think she'd be into it. And he walks away. And this is when we're with Ursula and Pacey getting ice for red wine. <laughs> I thought that was weird. She says the wine's warm. She needs ice. It's not that weird. I've never put ice in red wine. I've done it, but I've only done like one cube. Just I've done a white wine. Nah, I mean, I'll do it with red wine too. I just want one cube though. I will not do more than one cube because it waters down my drink. Just one. (laughs) Do you ever um, put a fake dead head in your icebox and then? I can't say that I have, but I might have to next Halloween. Because that's what Ursula does. She screams when she opens up the freezer and she literally goes to touch the head like it's a real head. And then she starts cracking up. And How she's is like, that your first instinct, though? Oh, there's a dead person's <laughs> head in my freezer. Let me touch it. Yeah, because she's a wacko. She goes, <laughs> oh, it's like a fun house in here. Like you're you've been invited <laughs> to a seance party, Ursula. Like what do you expect? <laughs> So now we see Dawson setting up the seance table. Like, like everybody owns a seance table that lights up on all sides. I want that table. It's a <laughs> Never freaking seen it in my life. <laughs> with like an LED light in it or something. It probably is an LED light. So they have them back then. I don't know, but I want that damn table. So if any Dawson's Creek people <laughs> who had access to parts of that set that are listening to us, somebody send me that damn table. I want Oh my it. God, Jimmy, they're all listening to us. Every okay. single person who worked on Dawson's Creek. They have to Creek be, right? Because as soon as we started complaining about that that song, they switched oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were complaining about the theme song. And as soon as we did, they changed it. They changed it. We I was like, about it for like a I, couple of episodes. And I like to think we had something changed. to do with that. I like to think so, too. <laughs> 
Um, you probably did because it's funny that you say that because when I rewatched the episode today, the theme song was the Paul McCole one, but I do watch closed captioning and the closed captioning yes. was for the old song. Yes, I noticed that <laughs> and too. I was like, and I was like, I know that this is recent because I've been jamming to the old song like recently, like the, the older theme song. I don't know who the singer is, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's so funny because I noticed that too when I was watching it last night. I said, that's so weird. They're having the closed <laughs> caption for the old song. Old song. While I feel playing like I'm the, the only person that does the music have for the new captioning one. turned on. <laughs> I have to sometimes. I mean, the only time mine is on is when I need it for subtitles because I'm watching something in another language, but uh, I might not, I might need to. <laughs> well, I do it because I like I'm to missing out now. Too. I want to get all like their dialogue. If I if they have like a funny quote or whatever. So, so that so makes weird. sense. Yeah, so, I just do it because I can't hear. So <laughs> I get it. I can't see half the time. I'm like, what? What's happening? Um, so they're setting up the seance table. He asks Joey to go grab him the seance book. He says it's in the hall closet, and she has this big bowl of popcorn with a big skull in the middle of it. And she hands it off to Jen, who then hands it off to Cliff. And Cliff goes over to Dawson and just thanks him for inviting them over. And, you know, he says it's perfect. It's it's the most original date. Who would bring their date to their ex-boyfriend's house? It's and original, right? no one. <laughs> yeah, Dawson just looks at him like he's like, he's a fucking idiot. So now we see Jen follow Joey to the hall closet. And she asks if if this is all too weird for words. She says she's on a date and she ends up here. Whose idea was this? And Joey just says Cliff's. And she says, no, this is Dawson. Like definitely Dawson because Cliff isn't that inventive. So they go to open up the closet door to get the spell book or seance book and out drops this fake corpse and they both scream. And um, another joke from Dawson. Now we see them sitting all around the seance table. It's a really cool, like, kind of spooky scene. They're all around it on the floor. There's, like, I think there's some, like, tarot cards that are chilling there and and some other stuff. And I I just want to say real quick that if Dawson were to ever throw a party and we were invited to it, I would go. I would go, yeah. it just looks like a a good time. It just looks like a good time. Yeah, you know what it made me miss, kind of? Um, Like, Halloween parties. I haven't been to a Halloween party in years like Even a good they one weren't, too like yeah. where people actually decorated and you didn't just show up and drink like like yeah. a good halloween party with actual scary and it's dark and they've actually got you know halloween decorations i i yeah i can't tell you the last time i actually went to a really good one yeah they weren't in costumes or anything but it was very halloween to me that's why i always considered this the halloween episode it's crazy right yeah um, so now they're all sitting around. Ursula starts to summon spirits and Pacey mocks her. And Ursula says she's had she has some spirit sisters, to which Dawson says, who, Dion and Latoya? And did you guys get that reference? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. What well, was the reference? Tell Sorry. the rest of the class. It's Dion, yeah. <laughs> it's Dion Warwick and Latoya Jackson. They used to be part of the like uh, Psychic Friends Network back that in the sounds, day. Their names actually sound a little bit familiar, but I can't say that I could like pick them out out of a lineup. <laughs> it was a very 90s reference joke. <laughs> but yeah, I got it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, that's okay. You're older than us. You're allowed to get those things. <laughs> I'm Thanks, just kidding. Dude. I'm just um, kidding. Casey says that they should summon the victims of the lady killer so they can try to get that reward money. And Dawson reminds everyone that the lady killer stalked his victims first. 
usually by notes and phone calls. And he says that's how he got that girl in North Carolina. And they all agree that it's creepy, even though they've been talking about it all day. This is when Cliff mentions the story he brings. So he's basically competing with Dawson at this point. He's not Um, good at it. No. So Dawson tells this (laughs) creepy story. And Cliff wants to tell, he goes, I have a story. And he brings up this story. It's about so gross. Baby. It's not even a scary story. No, it's a complete bust. Yeah, like, it's very gross. Yeah, he talks about how mother left her baby in the car with the window open. She was picking blueberries. And she doesn't hear anything happening with the baby. So she goes over to check the baby and she sees that a snake goes down the baby's throat. So she reach, reach, reaches in and grabs the snake out of the baby's throat and out comes all the baby's insides and everybody's like that's disgusting <laughs> like why would it's you not say even that? scary it's just like and jen goes poor baby <laughs> and cliff is, like, yeah, cliff is just like mm, oh okay i'm sorry i said it so then we see ursula tells her story yeah ursula tells her story about how <laughs> she she uh she basically tells the story of what happened to her that night with the boys. And she says uh, she likes to keep a knife in her bag and she likes to slice people's throats just to see how far the blood <laughs> will spurt just for fun. And they all just sort of stare at her and then the lights go out and we hear them all scream. And the last scream you hear is Jen. And I swear it's the scream that she dubbed over when she was in the episode with Dawson at the news station for the movie. Do you remember when she was screaming? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I said, that's a terrible scream. Yeah, I was like, it it, it sounded exactly like it. Oh, it was so funny. So now... Everybody splits, right? So somebody gets up and goes and checks the phone. The phone lines are dead. And then everybody splits up. Yeah, Jen's going to call... Oh, no, Jen gets up to call the... She says, I'm going to call the electric company, but the phone's out. And Joey... By the way, that's really odd. I'm just going to say, because Jen is going to call the electric company for a household she doesn't even live in. I know. Oh, I guess she was going to see if there was like a an outage? outage. Well, if that's the case, just look, yeah. at, next, ne- look next door and see if Graham's lights are on. Like, why do you got to call? That's what, yeah, that's what I was thinking is like, nobody went to go check next door. And if like the phone was out, why didn't they run next door to Jen's and use her phone? Right. I mean, literally, she's only 100 feet. You can literally look out the window and wave at Grams, you know, like (laughs) at Grams, you know, is your power on? I don't know. You'd be able to see the lights. Just look out the window. I just because they need it because they needed to be contained in Dawson's house for the seance because now all this crazy (laughs) stuff's going to happen. So Dawson's going to go out and check the fuse box and Ursula goes with him. Joey and Pacey are locking the doors and Pacey tells Joey that Dawson has her freaked there. They think there's a psycho in the house because of the lights and everything. And Joey says, yeah, there is. And you brought her here. And she <laughs> says she reminds him how things went wrong with Tamara and how this could end up even worse. And she tells him that his bizarre mother complex is going to get them all killed. She tells him he has the worst taste in women. And he says, and coming from you, that really hurts. Uh, she says, well, that what's that supposed to mean? And he says, and what about your taste, Joey? You're going to go to your grave pining away for your best friend, a guy who's so oblivious, he doesn't have a clue that you lust after him morning, noon, and night. And she says she doesn't lust after him. And he just says, denial, denial. And they hear a noise. And he says, I guess we should go check it out. And she's like, go for it. So they go to walk towards the steps. And 
a big like axe type thing starts like going across the stairwell so they can't get by oh, this uh, this is definitely a, a like a fun house and i they love really it. set it up but like could you yeah. see it i guess not. you know what i mean it's a show steven I know. I I know, Jamie. I have to stop thinking about it. You know, um, when I got to this part with the, the axe, you know, flying back and forth, I'm thinking, where the hell are Dawson's parents? They where went away it? for the weekend. Did, did I miss that part? I must have missed that part. Casey I, says it at school in the, oh, in the, in the beginning. how much I listen, Casey. <laughs> so Jen is now upstairs and she's calling out for Cliff. And he comes out of nowhere and scares her. And she's just saying how she's like freaked out. And she feels like Dawson has been trying to scare her all night. And they open up a closet and Cliff pulls out two flashlights conveniently for both of them. And <laughs> they start to look around the hall closet. And she's like waiting for something to like just pop out. And there's a mirror that says, you're going to die tonight. Written in like red. It looks like blood. But did you notice... Like when Cliff came out of nowhere, you see him putting something in his back pocket. This is when I actually knew that it was Cliff um, because I didn't recognize his voice because he just conveniently was hiding up there. And then all of a sudden this was written in it. We already know, like I'm pretty confident after how many times Jen confronted Dawson that it wasn't Dawson doing this. And and I'm also thinking like, man, Cliff's going to have a complex at this point because Jen just constantly thinks that it's Dawson and here it's Cliff putting all this work in. Well, you know? and Dawson's the one who told him to do it. So he's just following what she said. But I know. Well, he didn't tell him to do all these weird things. He just said, you know, she likes to be scared. Cliff, um, Cliff like takes it to a whole new level. Like, Dawson's he all fun and, you know, fun jokes and stuff. He is literally <laughs> scaring the shit out of Jen with threats about a, you know, a serial killer that is out right now and in their area. He just takes it to a whole new level. So, yeah, she's, um, you know, she still thinks it's Dawson. And he's like, well, how do you know it's him? What if there really is a psychopath following you around trying to kill you? <laughs> Which is, like, terrible. <laughs> like, she's already scared. I know. He's terrible. Um, so we see Dawson and Ursula out uh, at the fuse box trying to turn it back on. And she is holding a lighter that she hands off to him. So he's like watching her as she's going in her bag and she, at first she says she's cold. So he's like just paying close attention to her because she think he thinks she's going to pull out this giant knife. Um, but instead she pulls out a <laughs> scarf and she even says, what did you think I was going to pull out a knife? And he, and he just laughs and she says something about I use a pistol and I shoot them in the head or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Like I was going to pull a knife on you. I don't stab people. I have a pistol and shoot them in the head. <laughs> That's what she says. Um, so yeah, Dawson tells her yeah. she is. Dawson tells her she's a good actress. And she they start having like small talk about how she was going to move to Hollywood to be an actress. And she stopped because of her boyfriend. And he says to the guy in the parking lot. And she tells him that he was in the penitentiary. And he bashed some guy's head into a wall and his eye was left dangling out of the, his eye socket. And how, how hard do you think he had to have like bashed this dude's head into a wall for his eye to fall out of its socket? Pretty like, hard. Like, <laughs> how does that even happen? I did, all right. Anyways, sorry. I, I know. Just, Eddie, Eddie didn't even look that tough to me, though. No, so weird. he was like this skinny, tall, lanky dude with an anger problem. I, like, I think he just needed anger management. But. Yeah. So while they're like doing this, we see somebody outside kind of watching them. Mm-hmm. And she said, Eddie is a real monster, but he's her monster. And she says, love is a really complicated bitch. 
And Dawson tells her, you can say that again. And she says, I knew something was going on. She says she has this extra sensory thing going on where she can. She couldn't just say, I have a sixth sense. She had to like throw these (laughs) random words out and try to make a sentence. I don't. (laughs) She says, you just broke up with a certain girl inside and she wants you back. And she says, like, what do you know? And she says, I know you've been scaring her all night. And Dawson says, no, that's Joey. And she says, yeah, the cute brunette, feisty. The two of you will work out. Dawson says, Jen's my ex-girlfriend, not Joey. And she says, well, there's your problem. You're dating the wrong girl. Um, And he says, no, Joey and I have When a stranger calls Dawson out on his shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He says, no, Joey and I have this intense friendship, nothing more. We have that extra sensory canal thing you were talking about. And she just stares at him. He actually admits that he had the fuse box set up to go off at 11, but it looks like somebody came in and jammed it up. And she says, oh, so you like had this all planned? And he said, yeah, but I didn't do any of this. So then they hear a noise outside and they get back into the house. So as they're coming into the to the house, I guess it's like a mudroom type thing. We see Cliff, Jen and Pacey all huddled together (laughs) on the floor. And which is such a weird like (laughs) like holding such a weird thing. Yeah, like for Dawson to come in and like that in that little huddle like that it's just like so weird i laughed i thought it was really funny because they legit were all sitting on the floor huddled together and i just (laughs) yeah so he immediately says where's joey and jen says she went that way to look for you so he says i can't believe you let her go by herself and he walks by the hall closet and he hears a thud in the closet so then he goes and opens it up and as he opens it up Joey comes out and falls back onto her her back and she has like the most like shocked face on her face yeah yeah and then when the camera cuts back to her oh and she has like blood all over her chest and then when the camera cuts back to her 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 face is like a lot more relaxed and I was like oh well there was a continuity issue right there because it made no sense like she was literally like shocked like she died shocked and then He's like trying to like get her to talk and she's not responding. And he goes and turns around. He clearly sees something and it's a person in a mask holding a knife. And they all start cracking up because they scared him. And it's Jen pulls off the mask and they're all like happy that they got Dawson. And he's like, I can't believe you would do that. Like, and they're like, we've been scaring us all night. And mysteriously, they planned this prank in a total of four minutes that Dawson was outside checking the fuse box. Like, they just happen to have the fake blood available so they can make it look like Joey's, you know, neck was slit and somebody had the Halloween costume. Right, just chilling there somewhere. Joey ruined that sweater with all that fake blood. I was so annoyed. It was the same thing. You see at the end, like, she was wearing Dawson's shirt when they were in bed at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Her her sweater was in the wash now. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if that comes off again. (laughs) <laughs> oh that's funny yeah so jen is like you've been trying to scare me all night i don't know she's she's so adamant that it's him and she says like swear to me that it was you and he says it wasn't because me once again once again she's doing that woe is me and like being that type of girl that like is just ugh, like <laughs> 
<laughs> tell me you didn't scare me. Tell me you didn't scare me. I didn't scare you. Well, why didn't you scare me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Just like you know, like when a girl says, like you know, in like those rom com types of movies, like don't call me, don't call me, don't call me. Why didn't you call me today? Like you told me. Yeah, that's exactly like, what they're she's doing. Just that, she's that typical, just annoying character. And it's just, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it really gets to me. <laughs> Wait, did she annoy you throughout the entire series or just this first season? No, like I said, like I think I really took a liking to Jen's character when she got into that intense friendship with Jack because I feel like she really like established like a place on the show. Like right now, and maybe it's because she's still the new girl. I don't know, but it's kind of just like I don't know. I agree. I'm glad that they changed. yeah right i'm glad that they fit her in somewhere later on down the line yeah so yeah she's basically saying to him you know look me straight in the face and tell me that you didn't try to spook me and he says i didn't try to spook you and she says honest say honest to god and he says you don't believe in god they're in his room at this point because he runs up the stairs and she follows him up and they're having this whole conversation like you just said like why wouldn't you scare me and i do i not rank anymore and he says jen like you're not we're not friends anymore you told me like to back off and he says he crossed her off the list because she told him she wanted nothing to do with him she asked him why did you invite me to your house and he says he doesn't know maybe to help cliff out maybe an attempt to get over you and um we hear the song do you dream by mary thornton and adam castillo playing and they're slowly like getting closer to each other she says to watch over me And he says he doesn't like how things are between them. So then they go to kiss each other. They're like getting really close. And then they back off and they say it's not a good idea. Which it's not because these two should not be dating at all. (laughs) Yeah, they're so dysfunctional. So she says she doesn't really understand what's happening between them right now. But to not cross her off his list just yet. And he says, consider yourself uncrossed. So now we are with Pacey and Ursula on the porch. And he's pretty much hitting on her, telling her that he's been with older women. And she's just ignoring him. <laughs> and um, we they hear a noise. And suddenly Eddie pops out of nowhere and breaks the screen through the front door. Which, how does he even find out where they live? <laughs> I don't know. I thought that too. Unless he like followed them because- immediately. But that's what I mean, because they pulled off in the car. Like, he was on foot. Like, by the time he got to his car and got in and, like, then, I don't know, followed them up Elm Street or whatever street it was <laughs> to, like, figure out, like, where they're going, it just doesn't seem logical. Like, I don't know. That's just another... Hey, what did he do? Just drive around with, like, a f- one of those, like, police flashlights and look down everybody's driveway to try to find the vehicle? <laughs> find you know? the car? Right, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, I know it's a small town, but it's still kind of, like, alright, like, I don't know. It just doesn't He got in Joey's <laughs> rowboat to get to Dawson's house, because that's the only way that you can ever get to Dawson's house via her rowboat. Um, so, yeah, Eddie's, like, trying to bust through the door, and Ursula's just egging him on, and she's saying Pacey's gonna, like, beat him up, and they're gonna call the cops, and now they're all, like, scrambling. They're like, lock the doors, he's trying to get in the house. Which um, is, this is such a dramatic scene, like. <laughs> and it happens so like... fast. And they hear him, like, going up the stairs, and Dawson's like, what is he, climbing the walls? And we hear Ursula say, he's not Spider-Man. He's, she says something like, 
like he's uh he's strong but he's, it's not spider-man yeah yeah and they're like he's looking for a way in and then they they realize that he's maybe climbing up the ladder and dawson tells pacey go run next door and call the police at graham's and magically when... they put two and two together like oh let's go <laughs> finally <laughs> and Cliff and Dawson, and I think it's Joey, they're upstairs by this point, and they open the door, and they see that his window is wide open, which is always wide open. That's why I literally wrote that, too. They're like, oh, no, the window's open. I'm like, the window's always open. And Cliff is like, he's And that ladder's always there. (laughs) Always there. So then we see Pacey go to uh, open the front door, and that's when Eddie busts his way in. And he's like choking Pacey and um, he's like, are you trying to take my woman? And he's like, I'm sorry, (laughs) sir, I'm not. And that's when Joey comes up with like a cast iron skillet and beats him (laughs) over the head and then beats him again until he's down on the ground. And then she gets on his back and starts beating him with the cast iron skillet. And you know what's so funny? What's so funny about this scene is like you hear the pan hit his head the first time, but every time she like hits him after that, it's like she's hitting him with like a rubber because you don't hear the ping. You know, what I'm, well, I'm just and assuming I- she's hitting him on his back at that point. Not like yeah, but even head. still, you would still hear she's like just getting oh. anger out at that point. She's just like, I <laughs> she's like, she is, I, love I love Dawson, <laughs> but she saves Pacey's butt. So I was like so proud. I was like, yeah, you save your man. I mean. Not your man yet. I know. Your future I man. Think of that. I was. I did. I was like, oh, that's so cute. Look how she's saving me. <laughs> you know, he saved her with the whole creepy guy that probably wanted to rape her while she was drunk at that beach party, oh, right. and good. now, blonde, now blonde she's saving girl. him from a potential murderer. You know. So. <laughs> so at this point, Ursula comes over and pushes Joey off of her boyfriend. And she says she's taking him home. They tell each other they love they love each other, and they're like, and, "Let's like, get out of here." In her, just like Ursula seeing Joey hit her boyfriend, like I think something just like clicked in Ursula's head. She's like, "What the hell am I doing at this party? Yeah, why is my boyfriend on the ground? <laughs> why yeah. are there no lights on?" Like it kind of like seems like all, all of a sudden, like. She came to life, but it was like, oh, uh, this isn't right. Yeah, she goes, these kids are weird. weird. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. And this is when she goes to close the door behind her, and she notices that that when Eddie broke the glass, and she says, I work down at the bowling alley in Dalman. If you you come down, I'll give you a discount on your shoes. And I laugh so hard, because when she goes to shut the door, you hear all this glass breaking. It's such a sound effect. I was like, did he break, like, more of the glass? That was so overdramatic but it went along with the cheesiness of the of the episode yeah and i wrote she's a wackadoo so now we see cliff walking jen home and she tells him that it was a complete nightmare and he says i thought you'd like to be scared and she says wrong there is nothing i like less so he basically confesses that dawson told him that she likes to be scared and that would be a way to like make it creative and imaginative and she can't believe it she says did dawson i think she asked dawson like did he did he tell you to do all of this right right right, no that was my idea i'm like but cliff you took your tactics like way too far man like that was just he did that was like i was thinking that like his pranks or whatever you want to call them like that is like he's I don't know, that was like a serious threat. Yeah. <laughs> like Dawson did. You're like, going to die like, tonight. That's what? what I mean. Like, 
and the way that the phone call was like when Dawson was standing up for himself and he was like this is the extent like rubber snake like he was like tell that is he does have very like I don't know amateur pranks I guess you call them like yeah Cliff really took it to a whole different level yeah and she she pretty much says to him she's not in the market for a boyfriend right now but if she were she want him to be himself and Cliff says, yeah, that would be pretty stupid trying to copy someone else. And she sort of looks away like, that's... Are you just trying way. to do that? <laughs> Another um, public service announcement, everybody. Be yourself. Be yourself. <laughs> just be yourself. Be you. <laughs> <laughs> now we hear the song Temptation by the Tea Party playing. And Pacey is looking through the bushes before he gets to his car. He's he has a flashlight. Out, he's looking freaked through the car out. to make sure nobody's in there. And then he gets in the car and he... That's when he drives off. I like um, that he did and that's that. When he, but that's when it. he turns the key yeah. and, yeah, starts drives it. off. <laughs> uh, I really like that, that he did that, though, Like, because he's checking his surroundings. He checked the inside and the back seat of the car. How many horror movies there are the people get in the car thinking they're safe and they're not, you know? <laughs> so, like, if you're really paying attention to him, he's, like, I don't know if it's just because his parent, his dad is like the chief and his brother is a cop that he just like thinks of these things. But, you know, the fact that he's thinking of these things when he's in a panic state of mind is it's very it was good for him. I was proud of him. <laughs> and it was such a small scene too, Jamie. I'm I know. I'm so glad that you <laughs> got that much out of that short scene. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> so now Cliff goes in the kiss Jen. They're at the front door. And this is when Graham's she opens up the door and sees them and she interrupts the big kiss <laughs> yeah the big kiss um and didn't really want either she's just like uh ah, saved by grams right and she literally shuts the door and says take your time the woman who wants gents not like date or be with boys is like take your time with the church goer it's fine I know. And I wonder if Grams's whole perception and the way that she acted with that would have changed had she known that like earlier in the afternoon Cliff was threatening to kill her granddaughter and freaking her out. She would have been like, but it's it's all right, Jennifer. He's just playing a joke. It's Friday the 13th, Jennifer. (laughs) So Jen basically tells Cliff, I think my Grams has a crush on you. And uh, she gives him one more kiss on the cheek, which I think is sweet. And she goes inside. And I think that's the last we ever see of Cliff yeah. Elliot. Uh, <laughs> I almost said Jansen. Um, we see Grams at the kitchen table. She's always doing her crossword puzzle at the end of the night. She says she really and likes that Cliff and boy. Cute, but I also think it's cute, too, that, like, she did wait up for Jennifer to get home because she had a midnight curfew. And, like, I don't know, I think at my age, like, I would have been in bed. Um, yeah she's she's sitting up on friday the 13th and doing a crossword puzzle at midnight like yeah grand parties (laughs) she's like i want to know how my granddaughter's date went with the with the church boy maybe they're gonna get married they're only only 15 it'll happen Just to just talk about that for a second. So Grams loves Cliff because he's a churchgoer, right? But wasn't didn't Cliff say something along the lines when he approached Dawson in school about what he should do? He's like, well, what does Jen like to do for fun? Because what I like to do for fun, I don't know if Jen would be into it. I'm like thinking to myself, is that a sexual innuendo? You know, like if you really think about the way that he said it, like he almost didn't finish his sentence because he realized he was talking to Dawson. 
And like, I'm just like, Grams, I know he's a churchgoer, but do you think he's as innocent as he, as you think he is, you know? So no, Cliff is definitely not a virgin. No. Grams hands Jen a letter and she goes to open it and she pulls out the letter. It's like one of those trick letters where like, yeah. I remember like my dad had one of those. It's like some kind yeah. of spring. It has, yeah, it's a good spring. Yeah. yeah. And she opens it up and says, the note says, happy Friday the 13th, Dawson. So he didn't forget about her. He's just letting her know. But I don't know when he left that at her house. Like, was it earlier in the day? Like, because when Cliff put it in the mailbox, and then when Grams came home, she checked the mail. Because I'm sure remember Cliff handed Grams mail and said, You hear some mail for you? I'm wondering if he did. Yeah, Yeah. it is in the mail. I bet he probably just took it in the mail with the rest of the stuff and then moved on. So it was least expected. Yeah. So she wraps the spring back up and she says, Actually, Grams, it's for you. And Graham goes and opens it and she she gets scared and I thought that was she, cute. she's like oh and then she starts laughing <laughs> which was funny I thought that was really cute that she turned around and was like happy Friday 13th grams you know <laughs> yeah it was, cute. It was really um, cute and now we're in our final scene where we started the episode we're in Dawson's bedroom and he's putting all of his Friday the 13th ghouls away and uh Joey's <laughs> sitting on the bed they're both in their pajamas and um she says her blood on it yeah she's like um i got bloody for you so i hope you, i can wash my clothes um <laughs> and she says she tells him she really got him good when she fell out of the closet and uh, he really thought she was dead and she said for a, for maybe a second you i thought maybe you'd even be sad if i died and Dawson just says, that's ridiculous. She this sort of takes him the wrong way. they had just gets really kind of sad. Yeah, it does. It really does. It, real, it, yeah. brings, it brings it way down. Like, we've had a lot of fun during this entire episode. And then this conversation happens. And then the news comes on. And it just really <laughs> brings you way down. Well, I think, I think <laughs> it's just the point. The point of it all is. So she she says, I thought you'd be sad if I died. And he says, are you, are you kidding? Like, that's ridiculous. And she takes it the wrong way and and he says i would be inconsolable if you died i don't even know what i would do and he basically says to her how about me would you shed a tear for me and she just shakes her head like she looks like she's gonna cry but but she's even like happy i guess to see that he would care enough like it's such a dumb conversation too because they're best friends if one of them died i'm sure they'd be upset but i I think too like i think the part like I think Joey needed that like reassurance from Dawson because I feel like she's been so intimidated with the whole like Dawson and Jen fiasco or situation or whatever you want to call yeah, that. So. And there was a lot of times that like she that didn't feel validated by Dawson. Yeah, she always <laughs> felt like she was like competing. So I think like deep down, I think she needed to know that like they were still good and at that place, like yeah. no matter what happened. That makes sense. And I- you know what? It's one of those conversations too that they're so close and they're best friends. And it's uh, it's an awkward conversation to have with your friend with your best friend because when you're like talking about your feelings sometimes when you're that young and you're not comfortable with that she probably was like like didn't know how how to go about it so it was affecting them affecting them in a certain way because they were actually like talking about death and that type of thing so you know it was just it was just awkward but it was sweet I think it was, yeah, I mean, I think too, like, it was awkward, and it was the very real, most realistic thing in this whole episode, like, it was just, but I think that's kind of what it needed at the end to kind of bring it back back to reality, 
yeah. yes, the actual Dawson's Creek storyline. Like this episode was just so much of a, you know, a fun episode. We calling it that standoff and standalone episode. But I think we needed to tie that storyline back together. So I think right. they did it in a good way, like for what they could, for what the episode and the situation was. Right. And then the news came on. Well, she says, before the news, <laughs> she says, he says, are you going to sleep over? And she says, like, I'm already dressed in my pajamas. That's what I said. I was like, yeah, she's sleeping over. She's not going to row home. Obvious. Um, <laughs> it's like one, like one o'clock in the morning. She's got <laughs> his clothes on. Are you going to row home or are you going to sleep over? <laughs> I mean, her clothes are in the washer right now. But so by the time, if we really think about this, by the time she would be ready to run yeah, yeah. like two o'clock in the morning, right? You know, an hour or 50 minutes or whatever to wash and then another <laughs> however long to dry. Like She's like, yeah, I'm sleeping over. Me. Like, what the fuck do you think I'm doing? Hello, Dawson. Use your brain. Um, so she says, do you mind? All this mayhem has really spooked me out. And he says, it was fun though, wasn't it? And she says, yeah, but Friday the 13th is over. So no more brushes with death, okay? Can we just go to sleep and pretend the world's a safe and happy place to live? And he says, okay. She goes to turn down the comforter and there's a ton of rubber bugs on her side of the bed. So I think he purposely asked her that so that she could, like he knew she was going to. Yeah. And she just says, like, really funny, whatever. So then they turn on the news and... We see that the lady killer was caught in a residential area of Cape Side, and they show the guy that was talking to Joey earlier in the episode being handcuffed by the police. And we just see Joey and Dawson look at each other like, I cannot believe that the lady killer was talking to me. We saw the lady killer. Um, and he was in the residential area. He was circling, trying to find Joey's house. He was looking for that car. He probably was. You know probably what I mean? Probably. Looking yeah. for that car. And yeah. I think I sat here. I'm like, oh, the first time I saw this, like, oh my god, Joey almost died. Yeah, but she never would. Let's be real here. <laughs> and but at I the know. end, we hear the announcer say, "We hear the announcer at the end turn it over to say, um, uh, Bob." <laughs> I was like, Bob's the worst for the station. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. But it wasn't, it was funny, but they didn't, and I think that's what makes it the most funny is because they didn't specifically say back to you, Bob, because Gail wasn't the other reporter. It was like, thanks for the update, Bob, or like, it was something yeah. else that they used Bob's name, but I really thought it was funny that they made the Bob reference without the typical Bob tagline back to you, Bob. Right. That's Jamie's favorite line. I love that line. <laughs> that it's such a signature line from the whole Bob and Gail storyline. Like from the time, I mean, I know that you guys went into this, but it's just, that's what I love about the scare episode. There was just so many iconic references that were made. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. I, so that was the episode. I thought it was a really good one. Becky, I know it's your favorite episode. <laughs> of the series of the season i really enjoyed it no you were right you were right the first time of the whole series of the whole series well mine's the tension so it's funny how mine was the last episode all of ours was like at least out of the season i can't say it's my my first one ever but the double date is probably one of my favorite episodes so that's funny that we all have one that's literally almost in like sequential order order, yeah 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 but i thought it was i i thought it was good first uh a standalone episode where we didn't have to deal with a lot of the drama between the characters. We just had that small storyline between Jen and Dawson, which I mean, the next episode's beauty contest, which 
I know is a big favorite too because of the whole thing with um Katie Holmes with Joey singing and the in the beauty contest or whatever yeah, and so sort of like at this point of the episode um the series or the season whatever Dawson sort of looks at her and starts to see her as somebody more than a friend so I know we get into that next but um as for the scare I really really enjoyed it it was a good spoof on Scream and all those horror movies that you know, we're coming out back in the 90s and they were all very Kevin Williamson related and even the down to the dialogue. So it was it was fun yeah. for me. All right. Well, good. I agree. I it very, very, very <laughs> fun episode. I agree. <laughs> Yay! That was fun, Becky. I'm glad that, that you came fun. on and joined us. It was yeah. all it was very, yeah. very natural. <laughs> Thanks for allowing me to join. I had a lot of fun. Obviously, I'm very passionate about Jen's red sweater and her relate. Bad relationship with Clifford Elliott, but <laughs> well, at least you call him by his real name. I'm always calling him Clifford Jansen. I don't know why, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to see the next episode. Um, so Becky, do you want anybody to follow you, or do you want to give out like? Um, I'm not super active on Twitter. Um, I am mostly for Bachelor and Bachelorette stuff. I know uh, I see your tweets sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> So if anybody's part of Bachelor Nation, you can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> That's usually all I tweet about. Um, and yeah, you can follow me on Instagram if you want. So my Twitter is at Becky Solitario. Um, and my Instagram is at BeckySol122. People might really like your commentary and yeah. want to see your other stuff. My and... passion for the, for the yeah. celery and the red sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, I need to now really pay close attention and like go back and like Google some screenshots of the sweater because I literally watched this episode before the call and I still am a firm believer of this red sweater being the whole episode. I'm telling you, it's she wears I want to know about the teeth. Shirt. I mean, I want to know, about- know about the teeth. Yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah, I want to know about the teeth too. <laughs> I swear they were teeth on the floor. I I'm swear. Gonna look back at it now. <laughs> They were dentures on the floor, okay? (laughs) Um, Jamie, why don't you tell us where to find you on Instagram? Yeah, if you guys haven't found me already. So Instagram, I am at jlynn underscore book lover. And if you can get at least to my Instagram, then you can get to the Creek Talk Instagram, the Creek Talk Twitter, the Jamie, everything, because I've got that link tree, John, so it's all there. So if you can get to at least one of our accounts, you can get to everything. Yeah, and you can follow us on Instagram at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And um, you can also rate and review us on Apple and pod chaser um that would be amazing we only have one please please <laughs> please love us i'm yeah. begging you to love us we did get past 250 followers so that's not exciting. I'm excited about that. we're almost at 260 <laughs> <laughs> but that's the episode thank you so much becky for coming on yes, i'm so happy that you did you. maybe you can come yes, on for another episode you. in the future yeah yeah love it. i have to find yeah, a second know, favorite to- somewhere <laughs> I know I'd have to figure out like which is my next favorite because it would have to be one that like I'm super super passionate, passionate about. about. <laughs> yeah. Well, we hope so because we had fun. I had fun. It was I had a, fun too. It was I a nice too. little experiment because you're our very first guest. We haven't had anybody on, and um, it's good to know that we found somebody that can actually like jive with us. So I was happy about that. But you already know us, so it wouldn't be like weird. So but I'm happy. 
Um, but for now, um, we hope you have a good weekend and we'll see you next week with, um, beauty contest. Yeah. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. All right. Bye. 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 See (laughs) y'all. Talking about Dawson's Creek.